up to all our sidekicks and hedge folk out there geek nation you're currently tuning into the cold pop podcast live stream aka spoiler alert episode 757 wherein we shall in the immediately near future review this past week's comics a couple of them as well as some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure i'm your host johnny destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, it's a comic shop. You should come to it and then give me your money and then leave. And then I will stay here with your money and count it, and you will leave with comics and you will read those comics. Uh, and that's how it works. This is the part of the script where Noel writes anything, and I will read it out loud. Insert funny jokes here. Dot, dot, dot. Pause for comedic effect. Space, space, fame, canned laughter, quote, ha, 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 <laughs> sigh, end quote, catch breath, parentheses, dot, 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 anyway, period. Joining me tonight is Brian Lieb. Which hey. fictional comic character would make the best roommate and why? Which fictional, fictional comics character yeah. would make the best roommate? Hey, I have to put... So many yeah. specifics and questions to him. That's good. That's good. So it has to be a fictional character, not like Oppenheimer in Manhattan Projects. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be fictional. And we can get into well, a whole I mean, debate. It is a fictional about... version of that character, right? Exactly. But I, you know, I mean, yeah. it's an easy road to cross, but I don't know if Brian's ever going to cross it, depending on how he wants to answer a question. You never know. <laughs> so you're wise to <laughs> you're wise to do that stuff. Um, Let's see. So there's like two ways you could go, right? Like who would be like a super fun, chill roommate or who would be just like a very useful roommate uh, to have uh, around. Um, let's see. Like Brainiac 5, I feel would be super useful roommate or like super intelligence, right? It's an excellent, what if I had a superpower pick? So the would, roommate, yeah. Would you be afraid of Brainiac 5 constantly undermining your decisions because he knows more about something? Ooh, I'll tell right. you what. Like that would be the most passive aggressive fucking roommate in the world. Like, Ooh, Brian, are you going to put garlic in that? You're going to, yeah. They are going to put like that much, that much garlic. And like, is he, is he not saying right about he also has, he also has complete understanding and history of the future events. So like, you know, you want to have a piece of pizza. He's like, Mm, it might not be the best decision in 30 years like it would just be a because he knows all about my life i am of course important enough that they they know all about me he's a goddamn intellect or artificial intelligence in physical form i think he could but um, But yeah all right i Um, mean he's what is it class 10 or uh, intelligence intellect, i believe yeah but uh i mean if he's so gonna like, choose to, if he's gonna choose to live with you, yeah. he knows everything. That's a good about point. You. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, but is he right about all those things? Right? It's an interesting debate, right? Like, would you be ruled over by somebody who is 
smarter and more capable than you and all their decisions are always better than the ones that you would make otherwise ah, why not i'm why sorry not i'm sorry i'm catching will, up buddy. on the i'm catching up on the comments uh-huh. uh mars comic says i'm already missing len <laughs> <laughs> one minute after our yeah <laughs> Me too. To, to be fair, we're all missing Len. Yeah, I choose to look at that in a positive way, like we would want yeah. him. And uh, who would be fun, right? Like Elongated Man or uh, who would be just like a super chill guy to hang out with all the time? Or Plastic Man or would be more fun than Elongated Man. And I think yeah. on the weekend, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Ooh, that would be Only fun. Because he like it'd be fun all the time and on weekends he would invite booster gold over and That'd you'd cool. have just enough of booster gold because mm-hmm. by sunday you want him to get the fuck out hmm. yeah i can see that i can see that and could i also it'd say be, hello carl Charles? it's awesome yeah. that we're now at this time and you can catch us live join us once again yeah, yeah. hi carl carl's and jane douglas and jane douglas yes i don't know jane douglas but i'm perfectly happy no. to say hello to jane douglas also, Robin Monroe Jr. Um, Mars says he was the cool dude. We lost the cool factor. Huh. Also, you know, the last the last comment, I'm already <laughs> missing Len. We yeah. could have interpreted either as negatively or positively uh, on the three of us. <laughs> uh, this one is very specifically. Yeah. You guys suck. Len was the good one. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, no, now I don't have to worry about it. Now I know what, the, what they meant. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Uh, what would you who would you choose to or JD, who would you hang out? Yeah, with? JD. I'm I'm thinking about it, and I'm trying to think yeah. of who is morally bankrupt enough. Huh. And, you were but, go the but also way, power, way. but also powerful enough. Yeah, yeah. To make us both rich, so like I need somebody yeah. who who knows who like knows time travel, um, and would be willing to give me the lotto ticket numbers. Uh, you know what I mean? Or oh, what about a fire gold in a, in a heartbeat. Just make a bunch it's of gold. gold. Booster gold. Well, then why both are you already rich? You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. I think those. But I, but I also I also don't want to hang out with Booster Gold for too long. Like he's yeah. definitely one of those guys that you're like, you're great in doses, my dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's got like super bro energy, which is yeah. fun on like odd days, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not. All what about the somebody time. who can make any element, right? Like a firestorm or somebody oh, who can just like make I, you a bunch of gold and stuff. I feel like he oh, would. Oh shit. I always run very warm, so I, I just I worry that my home would always be very too hot. hot. Well, yeah, good point. all that all that no. open flame. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All that all that head on fire. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And even a, if you knew it wasn't going to be a, a problem, breaker. you'd always be like, oh, like, "Hang on a second. I feel like if I feel like if your entire existence uh, as a superhero is hmm. always an open flame, I feel yeah. like it's more of a hazard." And my insurance rate will just be I can see that. absolute shit. Yeah. So anybody that can give you powers. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Mm. Um, oh, uh, Noel's also here. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi. Oh, uh, hi, Noel. Nice. Uh, anyway, yeah. thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And also put in the comments... Who would be your ideal fictional superhero roommate? Well, no, no, I'm or sorry. It doesn't have to be a fictional character. superhero. Yeah. A fictional comic book character. But probably also, not somebody like the Joker. <laughs> you know, uh, I want to be more you, hero than that. You have a death wish at that point. Also, right. in the comments, if you could mention just explicitly how much cooler Len is and or yeah. 
how much worse this is going to be without sans lens specific degrees of uh unenjoyment uh discouragement just you know the whole night uh what's everyone drinking tonight robert monroe jr uh, asks Uh, i'll tell you bud light lime I, I, I'm not going to like speaking of cool points. Uh, I don't think either of us have cool points because I'm drinking yeah. hard cider right now. Oh nice. It's just hey, well, hey, awesome. I, I see that it's unfiltered. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. um, it's real, the real ass. Hard cider. This is essentially um, in my youth. I would have considered this like uh, the same level as like wine coolers, just like yeah. real easy as shit to drink. You know what? I recently learned that as wine was to the Europeans when they couldn't just drink the water, cider was to the Americans, and that's what Johnny Appleseed was all about. They don't teach you that shit in school, but um, that's why he was planting apples everywhere. Because he he was trying to get everyone drunk. Yeah, exactly. Because he liked to party. Uh, Hal says, pour a little out for Len, dot, 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 miss him. I won't do that because no. then I have to clean up my store. Yeah, we're all indoors. <laughs> I, didn't get I got a beer no, on I... my waste not want not. He yeah, doesn't grab a cider of my own real quick. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Actually, oh. no one has ever said that I can't pour one out into another cup. Nobody said so there you that. Go. That's for Len. Right. And it doesn't matter it. if anything was in that cup or not. It'll still taste like Bud Light Lime. Can I tell you a, a side quest or like a completely side unrelated quest? to this? Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about a side quest. So in planning uh, the wedding and the alcohol choices and stuff, we never talked about it as to what kind of beer is going to be there. It's just beer. And the uh, after only meeting with this person like once, the caterer uh, came up to us while we were going through the walkthrough. And she was like, look, I looked at the list and it doesn't feel like you. I was like, what do you mean? It was it was Bud. Bud Light, Miller Light, and Michelob Ultra. I was like, that's all the same beer. It's all, all of it. It's all <laughs> yeah. the same beer. That's all water. And it's all terrible. She's like, I know. I looked at you two and I was thinking you'd want something that actually has flavor. I was like, good, good. So then we had to pick nice. a bunch of other things. But yeah. That's was fun. it just somebody else who like got mixed up? No, no. That was like the base package that they just uh, penciled us in for. And the caterer was like, oh, no, this isn't going to fly. Hmm. Um, so you guys are going to get good beer. Sweet. Nice. Um, also, you know what? Uh, down below, I also would like to know Bud Light Lime is gross, but I don't judge, says Hal. You just did. You could have just not I, typed. I feel the same it. way, Hal. It's at least a judgment of Bud Light Lime. I feel the same way. Yeah. I don't. I'm not yucking your yum, but I don't like it as a product. I like anything lime flavored. I'm just limes. a sucker for <laughs> lime flavors and pumpkin flavors. So I'll drink it. Uh, all right, let's get this show on the road, mother lovers. Also, comment down below because I'm curious. Uh, Halloween Kills came out last week, and I haven't had a chance to like. I, w- I was kind of hoping Nolan and I would do a podcast about it, uh, but then we didn't because I never broached the subject. Um, yeah, <laughs> we what can, can suffer. <laughs> Uh, hey, let Anthony me know in the D. comments what you guys thought of uh, Halloween Kills. Anthony D is here. Hey, guys, made it to the live show. Welcome, brother. Uh, and or right, Dune. Did anyone else watch Dune but me? No, nope. not yet. Yeah. Oh, well, then forget I'm it. I'm quite excited to, but I uh, can't go. I actually I, would I'm like, surpri- yeah. I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet, Brian. 
I um I was debating to go to the movies or not to go to the movie, you know, to watch it here on HBO Max. Uh, my girlfriend was interested in going to the movies, but I didn't want to go on like opening weekend or Friday night or that kind yeah. of thing. And it seems like a big screen, expansive experience, you know. We we opted to watch it here, but I gave I gave I kind of gave house rules. Uh, um, yeah. lights off, no screens. We put our phones away and no just pausing. not even the television screen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like no additional screens, and then kept yeah. like kept the lights and like we we committed to actually watching it without pausing it or being distracted. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it was really it was it worked. It was really great. That's another good way to go, um, and that might be, end up being what happens. But yeah, hopefully by next week or or maybe the week after, I'll have seen it. Uh, all right, let's talk about some comic books. And we're going to start with Catwoman, Lonely City, number one from DC Comics. It is their newest Black Label offering. Black Label, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, are slightly, usually, slightly oversized sort of mass-sized publications and are for a uh, more adult audience, uh, an older audience, 17 plus. So um, that's what we're going to be discussing. Let's see what uh, the... What's it called? The thing I'm going to read? Solicitation? The solicitation. Because uh, I'm used to saying this is what Diamond had to say, but they don't. It's not Diamond anymore. Don't say jack shit. Ten years ago, <laughs> the massacre known as Fool's Night claimed the lives of Batman, the Joker, Nightwing, and Commissioner Gordon. And sent Selina Kyle, the Catwoman, to prison. A decade later, Gotham has grown up. It's put away costume heroism and villainy as childish things. The new Gotham is cleaner, safer, and a lot less free. Under the watchful eye of Mayor Harvey Dent and his bat cops, it's into this new city that Selena Kyle returns, a changed woman, with her mind on that one last big score. The secret's hidden inside the bat cave. She doesn't need the money. She just needs to know who is Orpheus. So I was very excited about this. It sort of came out of nowhere. And I saw that Cliff Chang was going to be writing and drawing uh, this Catwoman series, which from the cover, very clear, it's an older Catwoman, uh, which we've already seen very recently in the Batman Catwoman series from Tom King. And probably so that also was, like, Catwoman Future State, if there was, I don't remember if she met any of the I didn't read that there. one. But yeah. So I was like, oh, it's very, this feels very familiar but i was like cliff chang who uh if you don't know who cliff chang is he did my all-time favorite wonder woman run he drew it with uh, brian azzarello on art i mean i'm sorry on writing duty and he also did paper girls with brian k vaughn another very good series so i was very excited about this and i don't think it disappointed um i'm a little tired of batman but i'm not yet tired of the bat verse i'm not tired of the the um side characters Catwoman. i'm excited for the robins series which is coming up uh something i've been clamoring for for like 10 years to just give me a, a comic book with all the robins together so um i still like spending time in that universe and i'm always kind of curious about future gotham stories hmm. um i don't think i particularly cared too much about the future state version <laughs> of gotham but this one i'm enjoying um bat cops notwithstanding I think it's kind of interesting that Two-Face is actually turned over a new leaf and is actually working for the betterment of Gotham City because of his or relationship, so it seems, so it seems yeah. with um, with Bruce. And you know what? I hope it's true. Yeah. This, we have seen this. We have seen this time and time again where 
Two-Face is like, I've turned over a new leaf, psych. You know, I mean, so it would be nice. It would be different if it actually worked this time. Hmm. It's the last page. He pretty much confirms it's not altruistic. Wait, what? What happened on the last page? Oh, the no. end of the book, he's like... What happened on the last least... page? The end of the book. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> well, in the end of the book, like he's talking with, you know, the commissioner and blah, blah, blah. And essentially they released her to set up something and they're either going to kill her or she's going to get caught. Like this right, is right. there is a grand plan that is not happy. And Two-Face is explicitly oh. a part of it. I'm sorry. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not working for Gotham. That means he's not mm-hmm. above betraying an old. I sure. I guess so. I, I did like in, in the in the the way that it's presented in the narrative with Cat with Selena being mm-hmm. our protagonist. It just it sets right, him right. up as a villain. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it'll turn. And he does come off right. as kind of uh, <laughs> I was about to say two faced, but, ah! <laughs> um, but not on purpose. But uh, he does come off as like a bit like slick, like more slick than a than an altruistic guy, but I'm with you, JD. I'd really like to see. Yeah, it would be more interesting be at cool. this point if he was actually uh, on the up and up, um, yeah. at least by his own standards. I like. I, I, uh, they set him up as the main protagonist of this book. I, okay. I don't know who else it'll be. Like they introduced two other older villains, but the main protagonist is the the bad cops and the authoritative state of yeah. Safe Gotham, and that's. Man, let's the avatar of that is Harvey Dent. Yeah, fair enough. What did you guys think of it, Noel? Oh, I thought it was wonderful. It was really nice. Um, I too am also tired of Batman books, but not tired of uh, like I reserve that from Black Label. Like I, I don't think that mm. there's not good stories to be told or being told in regard to Batman. I just, I really not enjoying the like incontinuity stuff or mm. the deluge of incontinuity stuff like there's three or four bat books a week yeah yeah but um but this was this was wonderful and also too like i, I don't it, like cliff king Chip, cliff chang can announce that he's doing like an illustrated phone book and yeah. i buy it yep i i've always loved his art i've never i've never read anything that he's written and i was pleasantly surprised how smooth this was and how like fully realized it was mm-hmm. a lot of times artists even though they are natural storytellers, aren't necessarily as strong with dialogue, and there was literally no hiccups in this book. I thought it was it was mm. wonderful. Nice, Brian. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I liked it too. I uh, agree with Todd Engel and you, JD. I was like, felt upon opening the book, I was a little like, what's different about this one <laughs> than the other ones? Um, the Batman Catwoman, from what I've read on the show, has been really cool and. For whatever reason, I was just like, oh, future Gotham, older, bad knees protagonists are, um, you know, like a little a little done. I don't know that this book overcame that completely. That is also not necessarily the fault of this book itself. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it should just be judged on its own merits. Um, and it was enjoyable. I, I don't think there was anything that I've never seen before in this. Okay. You know, nothing like startlingly original. Um, although... One thing that I haven't seen before is possibly the animated series costume in a comic for Catwoman, which I thought was a cool choice. The gray. That she, yeah, the gray with the like gold circle belt kind of thing. Um, so that was pretty cool. And yeah, it was in, it was an ably done 
future where things have gone wrong kind of story, something happened to Batman, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so nothing about this book made me really think like, oh, I gotta, I've gotta see the next parts of this story. But if you are interested in Catwoman, it's a cool Catwoman story. And if you like future Gotham, where things are even worse than regular Gotham, it's a cool story. I also too this this um this is not dissimilar from the future state stuff and the magistrate stuff that uh, Tynion is doing in the in the Batman book, but this is less. It's weird like that they approach the idea of a police state in that as these nefarious oppressors and oh shit and oh it's future garbage and everyone's gonna die by the hands of authority this is gotham is safe just Hmm. be chill about it like it's it's introduced or it's it's presented in a much more passive but that Hmm. also could mean a false sense of security kind of way which works better for me now I'll tell you just because being of the, beaten over the head with uh, right. uh, fascism, right? I just because of maybe like the coding of years of stories or my personal mm-hmm. viewpoints on uh, heavily armored police. I just saw them, the, these guys, the bat, the yeah. having taken the bat symbol, armored cops, and I was like, bad guys. Those are the fascist bad yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, but in for some reason, even though like the they check the same boxes, mm-hmm. the way it's presented over in the Batman books and kind of like an edge lordy, dark neon kind of way versus here mm. where a good chunk of the city is benefiting from this level of force. And they does. don't right. they don't shy away <laughs> from that. So it's yeah. it's a much more morally complicated um, story point, which I appreciate. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it has a lot of um, '80s future in it too. I did yeah. not notice that before. JD Captain Cold Brew is isn't that cute? Yeah, oh, yeah I didn't I notice can... that when I read through it the first time. I love that panel. Is this great? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a what lot are you, of criminal things oh. in here. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, Cliff Chang. Did a great job with the writing. Like so many times, yeah. um, uh, artists has started writing, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, but this this was excellent. This was I really enjoyed this all the way through. Hmm. I love black label books, man. I mean, yeah. There's only been one so far that I couldn't stand and dropped, hmm. and that was damned. No reptilian. No, oh, oh God, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I read all of Dan because the, the idea, too, is like if you're not vibing with the story, it's only three issues. Mm. So, like, I think it was Superman year one was very weak, but it was oh, a fun. Was... It was fun talking about it because it was so fucking weird. Like, yeah. At least there was that um, damned was just I mean, it was cookie cutter as a, like it, you, you took all of Azarello Bermejo tropes from the five other stories they've done together and just shook it. And, a, and, and tossed it on the ground and it was damned like there was nothing new or precious about that story um, but uh, so far everything else other than Reptilian has been just a nice consolidated breath of fresh air or something interesting or something fascinating that has an ending and it's great I think that's yeah. similar to DC's apparent initiative in general um, it, that they are doing a lot of uh, self-contained you know, like mini, in their regular lines, you know, like self-contained miniseries explorations of a particular idea 
it comes to a close and then they do the next thing. The, um, uh, I know you're referring to like the Shazam miniseries and the blue and gold miniseries. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not reading those or, or um, in so much as they, I guess they just don't have the same kind of shine for me as a lot mm. of these prestige black label books, because also too, <laughs> most of them, most of the black label books are offering a different um, style of the format too, uh, true. which gives it a little bit of extra prestige. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I appreciate this product. Nice. Agreed. I also like this little um, back and forth between Selena and Barbara, where, um, you know, Selena's like 10 years in black gay was no game. And she's like, um, let's not compare scars. <laughs> like, oof. Youch. Uh, so, yeah, this was great. I can't wait for more. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a lot of the black label books, which is three issues and done, but I wouldn't mind a long run on this. I think it's three or four and it's bi-monthly. Hmm. Okay. So like the issue two is coming out. I think it's in the, it's in the January solicitations. So well, like I think December Wonder Woman dead earth was another black label. Oh, that yeah. was great. That's just, yeah. And that was only four issues and it was wonderful. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I love these explorations of the characters that are outside of, and I think a, a lot of people have the, the incorrect presupposition that like, well, if it's black label, it's got to be dark and it's got to be this. I'm like, no, mm. these are actual explorations of the character. Sometimes because it's adult oriented, someone will say shit or fuck right. or you'll see violence. But it, so far, none of them have been like a betrayal of what these characters mm. are, even though they are darker stories. So, you know, learn something. Zack Snyder. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, they also are, uh, you know, black label took the place of vertigo. Yeah, but also can include DC heroes, you know, which we're going to go. There is a, like with this new sales model and their, you know, new AT&T parent company and stuff there that is still lacking the the uh, corporate backed original stories that were under the Vertigo banner. Yeah. Now we're getting Vertigo quality, but it's explicitly dc characters <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so like we get it but we aren't getting the new out of nowhere why the last man's or prometheus or right. you know yeah uh, lucifers that right. don't have explicit ip attached to them they're just fresh stories the closest we're getting is and we'll talk about it a little later today is the like the imprints like the hill house stuff mm-hmm. yeah mm. i wonder how many of those are even trying to be published at dc i have no idea but are they, you know, going into more creator-owned avenues? I don't know. I don't know. But um, although there is the dreaming waking hours, speaking of Lucifer, which is amazing. Um, so yeah. I don't count that anymore. 20, because it's already five years ago. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. years ago, Sandman was revolutionary. Sure. Now it is a presents banner that is on anything mm. tangentially related, and people will immediately buy it. Oh, for sure. But it has the it holds up in the way that Lucifer does to Sandman. Oh, it feels in the same not even, universe. You know what I mean? We're not even talking yeah. about like quality. I just yeah, mean yeah, yeah. I don't I don't hold it in the same regard of new original things coming out now because now it is yeah. a, an established IP and that it's only going to get more popular now. Right. Uh, yeah. Because the show is coming out and yeah. the the radio play is the bee's knees and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to Thor. Number 18 from Marvel Comics, written by Danny Cates, uh, with art by Pasquale Ferry and Bob Quinn. 
Meet Asgard's new master of spies, Throg. After the events of Revelations, Thor, and I'm assuming they mean the from the Bible, Thor has a top secret mission that only one trusted ally can carry out. Throg, the frog of thunder. I'm going to admit something here, and that is I never quite knew Throg's deal. Like, I knew that at one point there was a, a, a frog of thunder, there was a frog version, and I didn't know if it was that the Odinson had been transformed magically into a frog, and he was just a frog for a little while. Um, or what? I didn't know. I didn't know. Two, I believe. What? I think that might have been one of those, like, it happens in one way and people liked it so much, so they found another way to do it. Oh. I think that the original stuff was Thor turned into a frog, I think. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I also don't know. Because his uh, hammer is a is a splinter of Mjolnir, which always I was like, wait. So Mjolnir just kind of breaks a little bit, and it also breaks into exact smaller replica, like a fractal Mjolnir. Yeah, Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, But luckily, uh, the beginning, the first uh, page of this says, Simon Walterson was once a football player with a tragic past who got magically transformed into a demigod of small amphibious stature. But don't let this fool you, for he is Throg, the Frog of Thunder, and possesses all the powers and abilities of the mighty Thor himself. So um, I was like, oh, thank great. Thank you, Marvel. I had no idea about the frog, uh, where he came (laughs) from or what his deal was. Um, oh, there he is. Now, my one question about this. So, okay, first, first things first. This was delightful. Yeah. This was wonderful. I really like this. Um, and uh, first question being, do you guys, when reading the Thor comic books these days, do you hear Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston? Um, do you hear the voices as you're reading it? Do you do, you, uh, do their voices Tom, in your head? Tom Hiddleston, yes. Hemsworth, no, not really. Okay. Like just any authoritative voice kind of goes yeah. in with with a British accent or or British adjacent accent yeah. goes to Thor, whereas yeah. I do hear Tom Hiddleston. I don't know why. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat. Um, okay, so yeah, this was great. I, I'm I haven't read this run of Thor since they were dealing with um, his alter ego, uh, Donald Blake. Blake. Donald Blake, which I thought was a really cool way to deal with that character. Um, but for some reason, uh, I haven't been able to keep up. So I uh, dip, dip back into this just because we were doing it for the show. Very happy to do so. So when I was done, I was like, that was fucking delightful. Um, I'm glad I read that. Um, it's just as good as it's always been uh, this run. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, one thing, though, Simon Walterson, which also cute. Walt Simonson. Simonson. Yeah, yeah. Right. Simon, who's, uh, you know, uh, Thor creator. Also, only one. So I looked it up and he is only one of two homages. There is also a Simon Walters in Thor ah. mythology who was like an uh, alter ego for Beta Ray Bill for a while, apparently. Okay. I didn't know that. Nice. But I, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the thing I was trying to get to was... This character, he, he doesn't seem concerned with ever changing back into the football playing human. He's, he talks like he's always been a frog and he's just, he's a frog and he hangs out with amphibians in the swamp. Yeah. That's yeah. his whole deal. And it, feels, it seems to me like he'd be like, um, uh, could I, I would like, I would very much like to have a football body back, please. And he's just like, nah, I'm cool. I wonder if yeah, he transforms. Yeah, it seems it. 
the way that it does, right? But like Thor used to transform. Does he have the ability to, like, when he when he goes back, can he become human again, or is he just like like just not interested at all? Like he's Thrag, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I got the impression he's not interested at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Or or it's also the kind of transformation that was like Blake to Thor, whereas yeah. they are completely different people even though they're the same person yeah mm-hmm. yeah i also i could have sworn he was just a frog that was empowered at one point in continuity but i guess not i don't know yeah, yeah. um i don't know the only time i've ever read throg um was uh a pet avengers run huh. uh with art by ig guara and uh i think it was written by like Zeb Wells or something that tracks and it and it was surprisingly delightful like the art was fantastic so so that this that this whole issue was almost like a side story that is the assembling of pet avengers i was like i'm so fucking down yeah i'm so down it's not even funny mm-hmm. like i was cheering by the end of this yeah. he's like yeah. i will need to assemble my team i'm like oh, who's that who's your yeah. team <laughs> that was more <laughs> You delightful yeah. little thing. I love the way also that he was like, oh, no, 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 Thor. I was telling you about the team that I assembled. Yeah, and I did that. Yeah, a, I already yeah. assembled them. Yeah, yeah. He's like, let me tell you about how goddamn badass I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I adored this issue. I have been reading this uh, as I as going, and it's been a, a very, very serialized book. So, you know, every time, every week it comes out, it's like, well, it'd be great to talk about, but I know that the guys aren't up to date. So it's just, mm. yeah. But then this one um, is presented. It's, it's not, it's still serialized. This is still the middle of an arc, but this is presented almost as a side story, setting up another arc later down the road where he needs a, a little spy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this would be a perfect jumping on point to get their opinion on this book. And it's just, it's wonderful. I loved this. Also, there's a line in here that I loved, a very low-key line. Um, something like, pour the meat, I'm scheming. Like, he, he, he finally, he gets it in his head to be like, ah, oh, wait, you need somebody small who can, like, get in and out. You, you can't use me as a spy because I'm famous. Everyone knows who I am. Hmm. I'm Tom fucking Hiddleston. So, oh, damn you, well played. Pour me a drink. I'm plotting. <laughs> yeah. Great line. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this, the way that the, uh, who's, who's the artist? Uh, this is Pascal Furry. Furry. Hmm. This um, the first the, one is Pascal Furry. The way that he shows Thor there too, like he knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, "No, I'm not going to use you. I just need your head. I need mm-hmm. you to come up with a plan." I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like, mm. hmm. I like the turn too of uh, just like in modern comics since the popularity of Tom Hiddleston, and maybe even a little bit before the Avengers movies. Um, of Loki being not a villain always, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just I like that direction for it to go. It's a little closer to yeah. actual mythology too, but I just think they're a cooler pair than they are antagonists. Yeah. He's, he's, um, and oh. so long as I've been reading comics, he's always been kind of chaotic neutral, hmm. not a villain and also not a good guy, just kind of hmm. in it for himself is an ally if it benefits and or it, so like his mm. his sin is actually 
um, more nuanced than picking the right or wrong side. Even during, even during all of like, um, what was it? Siege, uh, hmm. where he was essentially a bad guy on the wrong side of everything. But at the end of it was just like, Oh, well shit, this has gone too far and makes the right choice. So it's hmm. to him. I think it's always about like just tipping the scales in a direction so much as being a villain. Is Siege about I, when I, I the turn started, that. though? You know, like, is that roughly when Back he to started to... Yeah. Yes, at least in modern comics, because he yeah. sacrificed himself to win the day against the Void mm-hmm. and was reborn uh, in France as a child. Right, right. And Thor essentially adopted him. Okay, right. So, like, that whole he used to be just like, after that was him I'm younger. evil because I love evil. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, I mean, like, I guess so. Like, um, you know, early uh, 60s and 70s stuff, just like mustache twirly. Because even even the beginning of Jason Aaron's run on Avengers, Loki's the main antagonist. But then it's revealed at the end that he's the main antagonist in order to, like, set along a series of events that will Mm -hmm. steal up the Avengers to be able Mm -hmm. to handle what's coming. So it's just it's more like uh, plotting. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? Uh, come to think of it, in Universe X, which is an out of continuity, alternate future story, but just like Throg having kind of a trial run, he, I, thinking back, that might be the first place that I noticed him casting off his his villainous sides because that was the deal with the Asgardians was that they were whatever people believed them to be, and he's yeah. like, I don't want that any. I'm on. I don't want to be bad just because you think I'm bad, and. Um, and was one of the protagonists for the later part of the story, as I recall. This is um, a great book. Hmm. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, Kevin yeah. ha- had um, commented, I've gone my entire 36 years never reading Thor. Should I? Kevin? Yes. Read it. Uh, I, I have. I went also probably about 36 years uh, having not read Thor. And it wasn't until like J. Michael Straczynski that I read a little bit of Thor. And I was like, oh, this is actually yeah. kind of fun. I like J. Michael Straczynski's run. Um, but it didn't really wow me. I was just like, oh, this is this is enjoyable. I'm, I'm, this is fun. The one that wowed me was the Jason Aaron run on Thor. And that is currently being prepared to be a um, omnibus which is coming out very, very soon. Uh, you go to your local comic shop and pick up the Jason Aaron Thor Omnibus. Highly recommend it. March, I think. Is it March? I personally yeah, would start now. with this one. You know, the first volume of this and the second volume of the trades are, yeah, are out. So th- yeah. I was going to say, the cool thing about Thor, even all of these modern runs, there are like 17 jumping on points. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Aaron's run was segmented in such a way that they had like four jumping on points baked in. Like you had just the first 25 issues was, was, which was a very explicit story about. It was the, of the God Thor. butcher, right? Yeah. The God and butcher then, and the God bomb. And yeah. then it gets re it gets re um, rebooted it, the same storyline, just like new number one rebooted into kind of the Jane Foster era. And then it gets rebooted again during the War of the Realms. And then it gets so, but it's all, it's like, it was like five to six years of ongoing stories. And he explicitly baked in a bunch of jumping on points for people that had heard and like, oh, I'll jump in here. It's, it's one of the best runs in modern comics. Now, to be fair, just to offer, I didn't like it. I didn't like his run. You um, didn't get past the God Butcher stuff because no, uh, uh, no I yeah. read. Some, uh, did I read some of the Jane Foster stuff? I don't think so. It looked cool from the outside, but now I didn't. I didn't get past the God Butcher stuff. It 
I didn't like how he handled I, the Thor character. I just didn't think he, it, it wasn't ta- uh, my mm-hmm. cup of tea. We've talked about this, and I yeah. think it's explicitly your baggage in regards to how much you understand about North mythology. Jason Aaron kind of bothers me as a writer, to be honest with you. I'm, oh, really? In what way? Yeah. Wow. Um, he says things that are phrased as though they are wise, and they are not. <laughs> and oh. I don't like that. And, or smart, and they are not. And like I remember in one of our early podcasts, he said something like, it was in the future and one character was saying to I think Thor's granddaughter like you've read enough stories to know that they always start at the beginning or something like that and I was like yeah that's phrased like a smart thing to say but how many stories was that one two of course they start at the beginning you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he just doesn't he doesn't grab me as a writer to be honest I've yet to read something of his that I'm like ooh that was good Um, I'm open to it but no, that was part of it. No, you're not wrong. Like some of that I read and I was like, this doesn't ring. This doesn't ring mythological to me. You know, this right. rings like almost like the street version of Thor for whatever reason, you know. I mean, and I want mythological Thor. I like it when Daredevil goes mythological, not when Thor goes street level. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so it's just it's just not my jam. Now, that being said. Kevin, you know, like if that kind of thing sounds like your jam, like these guys love it and, you know, give yeah. it a shot. Um, but I really like this Straczynski run and I, and I really like this run too. Yeah. That actually tracks, Brian, because uh, I don't care about mythological Thor. I mm-hmm. like more street level Thor. So maybe that's why I enjoy it so much. Maybe so. You know, yeah, yeah. Through, throughout the I decades, like- I've tried Thor and I'm like, verily and nay. I say thee nay. And I'm like, I don't know, this yeah. is not enjoyable for me to read. I'm like, say it, like it Say thee nay. I like it when it's juxtaposed <laughs> against. So like, I don't need I don't need you to, to dumb down Thor, but yeah. I just don't want everything around him to be elevated. I like I like the juxtaposition and the inherent drama of fish out of water or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. I that's that's like what I enjoy. And in this current run, the Johnny Gates run, he's putting Thor in uncomfortable situations, just starting with the continuity makes him king. He is yeah. the king of the nine realms. So right off the bat, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then it just escalates from there. So it's, I enjoy that kind of uh, drama, not just a rehash of allegory Mm. in literary sense. You know, that's, you know, uh, I'm changing my mind. Kevin, don't start with the Jason Aaron run because that is six years of book to read. That's (laughs) that's a lot of book. This is, this is me holding all the books. Maybe just jump in with the first volume of this Donny Cates Thor where he's uh, going up against, um, he's hanging out with Galactus. And stuff happens. Maybe just try that out and see if you like that one volume. It's only like maybe five or six issues. You know, uh, I agree that. was one of the first places, if not the first place, that I took note of Matt Fraction. He did a, it was like a painted kind of retelling of actual Norse myths with the view, you know, like Loki was dressed in green and yellow kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it was really cool. Uh, but it occurs to me something that has gotten left out of Thor, maybe since... Walt Simonson is um, Thor is a high tech kind of sciency myth kind of thing that Kirby introduced that I think they do do in the in the movies. Um, it, it's not something I miss. It's just now that we're talking about it, it's cool. You know, it's a you, cool thing. Yeah. You um, that is all of 
Mad Fraction's arguably unsuccessful run on the book. Oh, because okay. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because one of the main artists was Pasquale Ferry, who mm-hmm. worked on this. Do 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 who worked on this book. Um, yeah, he explicitly this was um, I think he took over the book after Shazinski and after Siege. So hmm. and he I remember him saying specifically he wanted it to feel Starenko and Kirby-esque with the the crackle and the and the sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of it's not it's not mythology so much as just magic you don't understand which is their technology kind of thing yeah, which yeah. is something that the movies have taken over mm-hmm. and that's the run where it's young Loki and then Karen Gillan as oh, okay. as Todd brings up that's the journey into mystery run also mm-hmm. like that whole era was the is the bridge between MCU style and uh, old school like Storenko style that just by the time Jason Aaron came to take over the book he <laughs> went backwards in time and told a young brash Thor story about gore hmm. to switch it up because it was three I was, years I was really excited of, for that too I was like oh this looks cool um, I, I how much yeah. of it did you just read the first like six because I, I don't know I, even the way that that story kind so. of wraps up with you have yeah. three Different versions of Thor work. Three time traveling Thors. Yeah, man. I'm a sucker for that. I I love it. I love that kind of stuff. It was King Thor, current Thor, and young Thor fighting together. Like, it was just, it got so sci fi wild towards the end. Maybe I should give it another chance. I mean, if we did it for a book club, I'd keep an open mind. 25 25 issues of it? Yeah. Yep. We're doing the Omnibook Club. Everyone has to buy a copy from me. Or even the Jane Foster stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that was good. I remember the art looked really cool, but I would... uh, Russell Dowderman. I'd go on on your guys' recommendation. Give it a second shot. Nice. I I hear your... And I also hear the... The Dime Store Wisdom of Jason Aaron uh, comment. That's true. And he he did cut his teeth a lot with... um, crime stories like scalped and oh, right, right. wrath and stuff. So his, his jumping on point, or at least his like wheelhouse in Southern bastards is <laughs> ignorant people sharing their wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's very much a trope in a lot of his creator own stuff. Mm. And maybe that did bleed a little into the, into his, into his early Marvel work. Um, and that's the I'm, kind of thing I'm, I wouldn't rag I'm blinded on like... by it at this point. What's that? I'm I'm a little blinded by it at this point though yeah, because yeah. I've enjoyed so much of his work thus far. So yeah. it's like, oh, that's a Jason Aaron trope. That's fine. Same with Bendis. Like when it's just info dumps, it's like yeah. Eh, yeah. the dialogue's fun. I'm fine. I, like yeah, I, yeah. I read it as as Ratatat 1940s, like he intended. So it, it doesn't bother yeah. me. And that's one of those things too that it's like um, maybe like in this case, there's certainly things that I like that people are like, yeah, this thing about it sucks. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. I just don't <laughs> yeah. care. Because there's all these other stuff that is cool, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe so. Mars says Sea of Stars is so good. I only read the first issue of that. Oh, I read that the first there? trade and it it's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was just I think I'm just waiting for like so the series ends at like issue 11 or 12. Huh. I'm waiting for a hardcover at this point. Like I'm not going to get the second trade. Um, and then Todd says, did Southern Bastards actually end or just go away unfinished? Hmm. Uh, it went away unfinished. I think I know that they're the first hardcover came out and they've solicited 
or at least announced the second hardcover coming out at the beginning of next year. And I don't know what it'll collect or if there's more after. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure. I only read the first volume of it, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and Kevin, Kevin chimed back in. Definitely been meaning to check out Jane Foster stuff, but I'll have to check out the Kate stuff. Uh, yeah, just jump to trade, read, read the first trade. Yeah, it doesn't spoil sure. any of the Jane Foster stuff. And no. also, the first trade involves Thor, Herald of Galactus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's so, bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool story. Um, oh, Hal two eight one four, which is how I always say Green Lantern Space Sector, um, rather than twenty eight fourteen. He says, uh, "Listen to the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology. You might like Thor." Uh oh. I was. I didn't know if it was just me. I wasn't going to say anything. It was. It wasn't me. Oh. Uh, uh, there we go. We we reviewed the first. We reviewed the first issue of uh, Neil Gaiman Norse mythology in comic book form, and I have not read any anymore. No, personally. <laughs> He's what? saying uh, he has them and hasn't read them because he pulls. Oh, thank it, you. Because. Uh, because uh, Brian's a Neil Gaiman stan. Um, and a Norse mythology one, too. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, there is no intersection of Venn diagrams. It's just two circles on top of each other when it yeah. comes to Norse mythology. <laughs> and circle Neil on Gaiman, circle. A circle on a circle. <laughs> smash those two fuckers together and put it in my pool box. Yeah. Brian I actually have the, the Norse mythology book, and I started reading it, and I was like, I already kind of know these stories, so I didn't. I didn't stick with it. Uh, question: Yeah, uh, completely yeah. unrelated to this or the next book. Uh, Brian, have you read the American Gods comic book adaptation? No, I never did. I, I love the novel, and um, I forget when the comic adaptation came out, but for whatever reason, I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up, and I'm not sure why. Um, I, I probably go, would he's have. probably going to go grab a copy. Probably only because, I, like everyone online is talking about this big slipcase edition of it, and it, mm-hmm. it's a very pretty book. But I'm like, I don't know if I'll if if I would like the story and or, like I only watched one season of the show. Yeah, never read the books. Yeah, I, when it comes to adaptations and different mediums, then it's always a crapshoot. I yeah. like, do I want yeah. to invest in this? Right. And so much of American gods are like the the little the little world building stuff he does and the side stories and mm-hmm. um, not that the side stories take up such a huge part of the book. They're just some of the some of the cool bits. And Neil Gaiman is such a master world builder with like one sentence. He sets up this whole other thing. Um, his his novel, I've heard some people say it's a little slow. The idea of it is really cool. Um, the idea of like the new American gods are like money and technology, oh, yeah. Yeah, and no, I, but I, yeah, would it translate as well to a comic as a novel? Would it be better because you're quicker through it? I don't know. I don't know. Past the premise, I, I like I get all that, mm-hmm. and like I said, I watched the first season, and I enjoyed it. But yeah. I've not watched any other season since. Like it felt like something that wasn't. It mm-hmm. felt um, satisfying, but also not uh, immediate. I need yeah. to finish this. It was just like, oh, that's nice. It was very okay. atmospheric, very slowly paced. I also just, as somebody who's read the book, that is exactly how I picture Shadow, the main character. Oh, so yeah. that was cool, too. And I loved it for those things, and they were bringing this to life. But um, I, I could also see why people 
especially if they don't know the story, uh, were a little a little uh, distracted by it. Mm. Uh, or from it, I should say. Anyway, sorry about my diversion, JG. Would you mm. like to talk about the next book? Okay. The next book is Nick's Song Echo, number one. Uh, from Marvel Comics, written by Rebecca Roanhorse, with art by Luca Maresca. Straight out of her transformation in Avengers, Echo gets an exhilarating solo series. Against all odds, one of the most powerful entities in the Marvel Universe chose Maya Lopez, a deaf street fighter, as its new avatar. And the burning question on everyone's mind is, <laughs> why? But Echo is the last person to answer. Still learning her new cosmic abilities and struggling with the Phoenix's overwhelming personality, Echo strikes out to return to her roots. But the reservation has even fewer answers. And where, pow and where power goes, evil follows. Someone wants Echo to fail and unleash a power only the greatest heroes in history have been able to control. So I did not read any of the Jason Aaron Avengers storyline uh, dealing with the Phoenix Force and how it was like going, like people were fighting in order to take control of the Phoenix Force, blah, blah, blah. So, um, eventually I found out the grapevine that Echo had received the Phoenix Force. And I only read a half of the issue because it was the last on my stack right before we were starting the show and I wasn't able to finish it. Uh, but the one thing I noticed was Echo doesn't really seem like all that like Phoenixy? Bothered or <laughs> excited yeah. to have like the the entity? Yeah. She at one point she goes up to the moon. It cuts to her sitting in the moon, hanging out, just just having a thought, just thinking her thoughts. And at no point is she like, Holy shit, I'm on the goddamn moon. Yeah, you know I mean she's a street level character. Yeah. And at no point is she like flabbergasted. Or dealing with the excitement of like these new powers or any of that stuff. So I didn't really have any emotional connection to what was happening on the page. And so when I put it down, I wasn't like, oh, no, I can't believe I have to put this down. I wish I had more time to finish it. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I really care so much about what's happening. Um, but also, as I previously said, I did not read the storyline that led into this. So that may have already been dealt with and... This is her having come to terms with it and is now just trying to figure out what it means and what to do with it. So um, what, what say you, Noel? You're reading that run. Yeah. Um, in the background of the most recent Avengers run, they've been T'Challa has been obsessed with um, testing her limits and has been constantly kind of grounding her. And because she doesn't really know how to use the Phoenix Force efficiently, she doesn't overpower him or anything. It's just like... <laughs> It's essentially like put me in coach and he's like, you're not ready. You're not ready. And they just keep testing her and testing her and and her limits. So by the time this comes around, it's more along the lines of she's still functioning as a street level hero, how she always has. But when she gets to hype, shit goes big. Like she's just not used to being uh, cosmic level power. And that's pretty much it. So like her shooting off to the moon uh, to like be alone. I, I don't know. Like it, it didn't feel out of place to me because of all those other stories of those little side stories and stuff or, or in the background of her 
you know, going through <coughs> tests. I mean, I, f- I figure she kn- knows by now that she can breathe in space and is incredibly super fast. So it's like, I want to get away. Not that you don't go to the shore anymore. You just go to the moon. Hmm. That didn't really bother me that much. Uh, but I, I hear what you're saying if you didn't have any of that precursor. I, I also thought the, the question posed in the solicitation, why, um, would be real interesting to, <laughs> to get an answer to. Um, and, and that almost definitely is where they're yeah, headed with this. But. It won't be issue one, but yeah, right. I think that's, yeah. I think that's the thrust of this. Like they, they touched on it a very <laughs> tiny bit in, uh, the Avengers run and it, in so much as, um, it's kind of like a, a hackneyed, that that implies i'm sorry that's that sounds negative it's not hackneyed it's just a more classic kind of version of those that aren't used to or that don't know power mm. wield it more responsibly because they know what weakness mm. is it's it's kind of kind of that type of thing that the phoenix chose her for oh that makes um, sense yeah and she does not understand that at all like she is still like, what the fuck is this in me? I, I, I don't move mountains. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because she definitely is yeah. not the kind of character that the Phoenix Force has, has usually no. inhabited. And is even one of those mutants that's like, you're kind of borderline if, I mean, she obviously has powers, but she's like, mimics other people's non-powered things, is my understanding of what, of what she can do. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting question. I didn't see much of it here but no it's if i was interested enough to stick with it i wouldn't necessarily hold it against the first issue not having it you know yeah this is all this is all set up all of it Hmm. there's no there's no payoff in this issue Hmm. uh and it's i think it's set up almost exclusively for people that aren't reading avengers Uh, I mean, it feels like it because it's it's just it retreads a bit of the the logistics. It's just kind of like a quick ramp up. Well, I think of it also as more of an X Men book than an Avengers. Like if I didn't know anything uh, about yeah. it, so surprisingly, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's Phoenix related. Their- like that's the big name on the cover, you know. Um, yeah, and I the, imagine that's Forge, what they're trying to get. Yeah, Forge and Brew being a part of it, uh, a big part of it. Right. I was just like, oh, I for some reason, even though it's Phoenix. I mm-hmm. still wasn't really expecting that, considering I've been reading this all transpire in the Avengers books. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so it was like, oh, shit, yeah, of course, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a little bit like, really, Ford, do you think you can uh, <laughs> take on the Phoenix Force? And he did, and he didn't. <laughs> it did not, <laughs> not work out well. <laughs> I, so um, on the screen, Todd Engel says, as an old man who read the original Electra saga, the portrayal of Electra seems strange. Agreed, but it is current Electra that tracks. Right, um, right, right. Also, this book is what I call candy, fun enough to read, but nothing filling here. I completely agree with that sentiment. There is literally nothing egregious or inorganic or false about this book. It, it's just it it just is not very um, it doesn't really satiate. It's yeah. just not very filling. Yeah. Like, oh, it's cool. Like a okay, side. Cool. It's like a, yeah. a tie-in book to an event, but there's no it event. Feels, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it feels like a it feels like a free comic book day issue. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you all of the stuff around the story, and you're mm-hmm. gonna like it. Like, so like there's, I would recommend this book for people that don't, that are interested in the whole mythology that that 
think Echo is cool, that have been reading Avengers and want to just know how that plot thread is going. But as like a here's this new Hispanic Native American character, go to town. I don't know if it really like it tries to pull that weight, but I don't know if it's successful doing so. And I think one of its attempts, like you said, is the thing that happens at the end where like this, this antagonistic for this, like whatever thing is after her um, is going to be going through her uh, ancestral line. And I bet that's why Noel is like they, because yeah. they want to address um, her her ancestors. Yeah, which which again that just goes back to my my interpretation that this entire issue is just stage setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no action like this. This second issue will start still in the middle of Act One. Mm-hmm. You know what I think? Maybe part of the lightness of it is is it's Phoenix with a character that probably will not be remaining Phoenix, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she might, she could for the next 10 years. Yeah. You never know. I, I mean, there's, but, they're yeah. saying that this is like, um, I think Jason Aaron had made the comment that like, you know, when he leaves the books, it's not like he has no control over things, but this is, this should be considered status quo for a while. Hmm. Hmm. The same with, um, honestly, Zdarsky said the same thing about, um, uh, Electra, um, uh, Electra Daredevil. Like his intention is for her to have the mantle for a long period of time. No kidding. You know? and, and the sliding scale of comic books, maybe it's really just like a year of their time. Right. Yeah. But a couple right. years of the books, it will. Right. Very like cool. Electra will be a Daredevil. Hmm. Um, you know, if they're going to make change, you know, a lot of people bemoan the changes that like these. And uh, I'm fine with them. But as long as you stick with it. Hmm. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a story. Tell me why. Like yeah. it's yeah. like I, I had this argument argument with somebody online very recently about um, they were comparing the John Kent stuff with uh, the John Kent bisexual stuff with um, I think it was death of Superman, the doomsday stuff. And they were referring to both instances as um, stunts and cash grabs. Huh. And I was like, I mean, I don't think you can call anything a publishing stunt unless you have years of hindsight because it completely takes away any kind of um, artistry or story or, or Hmm. narrative that the actual people creating it want to imbue it with like none of, neither of those two things were mandated by corporate to sell the toys. It was just a byproduct of we're going to tell this story and you could sell toys with it. Hmm. Like it, it Hmm. takes it takes any autonomy out of the storytellers by just labeling these things as explicit cash grabs. So yes, a new action figure of Daredevil that is Elektra, of course they're going to je- like they're going to to capitalize on that. Hmm. But it it was incited by the actual storytellers going this way. Yeah. So it's not a stunt. It's and to to further that point, I mean, yeah. you can't even tell great stories where the mandate was. Yeah, make exactly. this thing right like Transformers is that entirely yep. and exactly we love like, it you know yeah. just just labeling these things as like publishing stunts and they're just trying to sell right. toys like I mean that's not untrue right but it's it's like one side of the 20 sided die of all of the things that go into this right yes JD uh, my response to that is who cares 
It's oh, comic no, books. Like, so many things, so many things are, so many stories are stunts. Who cares if it's a stunt? That's what comic books are. Those, well, you know those what's are, a cash grab is every single just, issue of every comic it's produced. I'm, I'm, ever not, read. I'm not talking about yeah. I'm not like I I agree with you. I'm not talking about the the practice of reading comics. I'm talking about using that word as a pejorative. No, no, no. I'm with I'm saying that would that's my response to that. Whoever whomsoever that is out there making that claim of like, oh, it's a conversation. They're just trying to make they're just trying to take money out of your pockets. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Who cares? Interesting enough that you buy it. And I want to be entertained by that money spent. So shake shit up. Do something crazy. It's totally fine. And I I agree with you uh, originally, too. Like, if you're going to make a change to the status quo, I know status quo changes constantly. Just follow through with whatever you want it to do. So, like, a good example of that working and not working is... um, when Bendis brought like the original five X-Men back from the past into the future. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome idea. Yeah. Worked for a while. And then there was this weird editorial mandate of like, oh, it's working. We're going to keep him here for a while. Yeah. And then he left the book <laughs> and you still have these five teenager versions of characters that are currently in adults and they had to figure out a way to put the genie back in the bottle. So like yeah. that to me is like not letting like if 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 Marvel right now, like Zdarsky was just like, oh, we're going to take we're taking Electra off the board and she's not going to be Daredevil anymore. Marvel being like, wait, no, she's popular. Hmm. Write 10 more years of her as this character, mm-hmm. just squeeze them out. And it's just like not the intention. That's when it becomes a cash grab or a stunt when they're not allowed to finish whatever their plans were. Yes. Which yeah. I think also happened with two of the biggest events in the 90s, one of which you just mentioned, uh, the death of Superman. Are you going to talk about Armageddon 2000? No, 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 no. Um, but it's been a while. I was damn, it was it's been a was while it? since we, we brought up Armageddon 2000. Such a good book, though. Um, <laughs> 2001. So yeah. And a year so far in the future, you can't imagine it. <laughs> um, and no, um, maximum, uh, maximum clonage, <laughs> I think. Right. That was, that yeah. went on a lot longer than yeah, the Spider-Man clone saga. Yeah. yeah. But death of Superman, I think, and one of them successfully and the other, maybe less successfully. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, restriction is the, is sometimes the root of creativity and sometimes yeah. restriction is the, the corporate yeah. overlord is like, make this thing. And then you gotta, gotta find a way to make it cool. You know? And yeah. Sometimes yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Sandboxes yeah, can be that, a freeing thing. Yeah. That that was my response to the Superman. Like, ah, oh, this just like the Superman death of Superman thing. You mean like it captured the the nation and uh, is universally kind of beloved at even thirty years later? Right. People still have fond memories of like the death of Superman. Yeah. And like that was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like I think the original comment too. I was just like, well, I mean every single thing that you purchase and read in form of entertainment at all yeah. is designed to attract your eyeballs and open yeah. your wallet. Yeah. So I, I mean that like just labeling it as only that makes you a victim of all these predatory artists, like yeah. calm the fuck down, just right. calm down, enjoy it Kevin or don't or walk comments. away. 
Kevin in the comments says, does Echo straight up murder fools? I thought she was a hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah as you see on the screen here, uh, yeah. she straight up murders fools. She does. Well, <laughs> the Phoenix is kind of a hard force to contain, right? Because the Phoenix yeah. will murder a fool or a non-fool alike, right? A so galaxy. Maybe that's, yeah, just psh, done. Yep. So maybe that's part of it, too. And there's definitely a sense in the book that she, like, right after this scene, she's like, oh, I, I should not have done that. Whoops. Um, yeah. So maybe that's yeah. part of where they're headed to is her finding this balance, maybe it calming leaves- the Phoenix down a little bit with her insight. Who knows? It was a, um, it was a quick death. Yeah. That's a good point. So perhaps <laughs> yeah, merciful. Yeah. And he was <laughs> <a friend>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Silver um, lining. He didn't yeah. suffer. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Hey, Brian. Hey, what's up? I'm going to take this opportunity right now to uh, dip into the promo block of the show, wherein I will tell you about liking and subscribing on YouTube. You can uh, follow us on Facebook. We stream there as well. Uh, if you look up Colts Pop Podcasts, you can become a patron if you so desire by going to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. You can help the show out there if you don't have any money, because most of us don't. Because uh, Jeff Bezos has all of it, you can just like and share, talk about the show with your friends, and 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 get other people to hang out with. Because uh, really, that is that's the key: uh, hanging out, talking about comics, and uh, having a laugh is uh, what we're here for. So, uh, if that is up your alley, and you think it might be up other alleys, then. Go go down those out. Al- go up those alleys. Get up in those alleys. Up go up, in those go alleys. up your friends' alleys and tell them about it. Take bring us take along the for journey the yeah. through your friends' alley yeah. to show yeah. them the joy that is. I got and nothing. Tell them that Colt Pop sent you. Yeah. Up that alley. Up to your alley. Up that yeah. alley. Uh, <laughs> so for anyone who is newer to the show, we used to do a thing called Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Thank you, Brian. Uh, we would we would do like sixty second reviews, and we would throw them up on YouTube. Uh, ever since eight months ago, when I had a child, hmm. I stopped <laughs> doing them. Noel just got lazy. I don't know what the fuck he's up to. Getting married. Uh, um, I was moving and planning yeah, a wedding. Moving and, and planning. Shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and lazy. back issue book and reports too. You lazy. remember that? That was fun. Oh, oh yeah. I do remember the uh, back issue book reports. <laughs> back issue book reports. Thunder rounds. Book Thunder clubs. Rounds. Masterpiece uh, theater. Shows, Masterpiece yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, we're here. Yeah. What more do, <laughs> what you, more want? do you want from us? Besides, I remember, us. I bought some dice <laughs> with letters on them to help us yeah. choose the back issue book reports. Yeah. And that was the last week that we did that. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work if we're not in the same space. That's true. Like to go That's through a good the, point. The, the yeah. back issues, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, being separated. Yeah. Uh, has been been something. So uh, anyway, uh, th- a thunder round is heading your thunder way. Thunder round. So uh, basically, I'm going to put 60 seconds on my clock while Noel introduces his own thunder round. Thunder round. Go ahead, Noel. Uh, uh, I, you're not going to say what the book is. I got to. You're going to introduce it. I'm going to bring up my my timer on my watch i I don't have the solicitation for it but it's essentially batman catwoman number seven written by tom king and art by liam sharp uh if that makes you feel any better um the solicitation isn't on the notes either so it's not like you're missing out (laughs) oh yeah no i didn't i didn't copy and paste it it's just (laughs) okay um 
Well, here, keep vamping for a minute because my watch is being oh, weird. Oh, yeah, sure. So this uh, seven issues into this book, uh, uh-huh. it has been a, an incredibly strong Tom King Batman contained story that. All right, shut up. Been... <laughs> my, my watch is good now. OK, <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? I'm going to put 60 seconds. Oh, no, it stopped. Hold on. Back oh, so it okay. has been telling a story. <laughs> it has been telling a story. Um, in three time frames at the same time. And the way to differentiate these time frames is not with captions, but they're doing it. They did it with art. So you seeing uh, older Selena Kyle or Bruce Wayne in a specific suit and like and then it just keeps kind of switching between the three throughout the course of the book. Um, it has worked so far for six issues because of Clay Mann. Hmm. A fill-in artist oh, no. has been introduced into the into the. Huh into oh, the fold no. uh starting with issue six so issue six seven and eight have been drawn by are being drawn by liam sharp Fuck. issue six maintained kind of that visual style uh essentially just kind of like mimicking Clayman's style uh and it worked this is full liam sharp with weird fucking proportions and muddy That's colors it. And it ruins this issue. Hmm. End of rounds. End of rounds. No, I'm, I'm going to keep going. It absolutely ruins this issue. In so much as I able to follow the story for six fucking issues up until now because it is complicated. Like they do shift time frames and they don't tell you. This is not a book that talks down to you. It very much asks you to do like the extra work, much like a lot of Tom King books do. And a very important piece, which was illustrated, like was made very, very aware this week is in this issue, how important the artist was a part of that. And that I I know that Tom King is a creator that is incredibly meticulous in regards to that's not even like like just show the Joker like he there are there are scenes. Yeah. Like, um, huh. it's just grotesque edgelord garbage. It flowed so well. Like, you you got where like you I, were in each time. That's not even, yeah. that's not even her, like, Huntress's, like, actual design in the other books. Like, she's got weird medieval armor on her shoulders and looks like a seven-foot-tall monster. Like, it's, mm. it has, it... The 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 journey of this book has been very realized and very um, it's been very realized and grounded. And that visual style has kept you in line with keeping track of mm. what storyline you're in or what time frame you're in. And this issue goes full stylized and those transitions become incredibly muddy as to are we in the past, present or Ugh. future? The, and the it style was, of the story was very like low not low, but like um, crime drama, kind yeah. of like um, street level, uh, and slow paced, not slow paced, but you know what I mean? It's, like, it was uh, a, very, yeah. a very methodical book. It's a, yeah. it's a methodical and rewarding book. But now we're introduced to things like um, when the Joker's about to kill somebody, his eyes turn red and they become spirals, which is an artistic flourish that doesn't belong in the language of this book. Yeah, because it hasn't been introduced. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm yeah. I'm so like disappointed. Intimate, uh, yeah, like an intimate crime story was the first of, issues that we've read of or that I read. All of the fill-in artists that you could have gotten to to 
at the very least not making a jarring transition yeah. from Clayman because Clayman's coming back for the last three issues. So he is it's super stylized. Uh, but issue eight is the most recent one. So is it eight then? Uh, six, yeah, seven? Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Eight. Is there any story reason at all that it would be a <laughs> no. different arc? Nothing. Nope. Why would you do not that? I mean, they know they're collecting these. You know what I mean? Like for a limited series, why would you do that? I would I would be fine with it being three months fucking late. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 To to throw Liam Sharp on this book after. Oh, I'm so disappointed. It's like everything has been so very um, hyper realistic and and Mm. musculature is very. It's just been top notch gorgeous. And yeah. now it is hyper stylized Sam Keith esque bullshit. No, it's so nineties. It's so nineties edgelord art. Yeah. This was what the absolute bummer. worst thing they could have done to this book. And the only reason why I'm staying on it and not like fucking jumping is because I know that Clayman is coming yeah. back. Why would but it's you so incredibly upsetting? In like a regular book, like a regular series, if you have a fill-in artist, that's how it is. It's best if it's in between different stories. But in, in any fill-in artist, why why yeah. would you ever put them on a limited run, prestige, yeah. you know, complete, succinct story? You know, and Todd Engel mentions Liam Sharp did issue seven as well, but the art wasn't as much of an issue in that one. I agree. It's like he jumped in and just went off of breakout mm-hmm. or breakdowns by Clayman. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's what happened because mm-hmm. it was not Clayman in issue seven, but it was still in the style of the story. Do you have that? And we're still able to see the transitions, huh? Oh, I just seen if JD had a oh. copy. It it wasn't as egregious. You could tell it wasn't the same artist, obviously, but it wasn't a hyper stylized or or a jarring mm. issue. So I, I do suspect that he was just working off of breakdowns by Clayman mm. to just work with it. But this this issue was just full Liam Sharp, and it mm. did not translate whatsoever. It's a sore thumb in the entire series, and it, it sucks. Joker with the spiral eyes doesn't seem like he can be the same character that. Old He's Selena not. Kyle met in the in the like not. Floridian apartment even, or whatever. Even yeah. so like so that part of the story is in present tense. So mm-hmm. the, the crux of the entire story um is the 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 duality of Selena Kyle when she mm-hmm. was with and had children and married to Bruce Wayne. Actually I don't know if they ever got married either way, just yeah. with each other. She made a promise to never murder or kill. Mm-hmm. So it shows the old version where as soon as he dies, she goes and takes her revenge on the Joker. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're telling the story of why she chooses and why she holds that grudge. Right, right. So the middle part of the story or the the past part of the story is her coming to terms with she no longer belongs to this group. She has a very genial relationship with the Joker. She Mm -hmm. doesn't fear him. Right. And he finds her humorous. So they often like she'll get drunk and go hang out with him. It's almost <laughs> like almost like you have a problematic uh, former roommate. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So You're like, I understand why you don't want to hang out with him. Yeah. but I'm going to grab a beer, <laughs> but I'm yeah. cool with him. Like, like, like we, <laughs> yeah. we understand each other. It's fine. Yeah. But the, this, they're telling the story. And this is no longer a thunder on. This is me ranting now. They're telling the story. <laughs> thunder rant. The way that they're telling the story. <laughs> 
you're you're watching in real time in, in that past version you're watching in real time selena come to terms with the fact that she is no longer on the level of of the joke like she's no mm-hmm. longer a part of his kind of language she no longer right, right. belongs with him and she's fighting it too because she's it, it shows up a little bit in this book but like batman is essentially telling her like you can't you can't live in two worlds anymore mm-hmm. if you want us to be a real thing. And she's fighting it. She's like, yeah, I fucking can watch me do it. But then as the more that she hangs out with the Joker, she's realizing like, Oh no, this is gross. This is weird. So mm-hmm. it's, it's telling these very specific grounded stories about people changing their relationships, but it's doing mm-hmm. it in a really shitty image <laughs> comics kind of way from 1998. <laughs> and I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. hate it. I'm they so bummed. It went from uh, articulate and 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 very. So uh, what I'm looking for, like uh, very realized and very mature, to fucking yeah, look at this shit with the big smile and the eyeballs and and muddy. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's a very character driven story too, and it's yeah it's hard to reconcile that art with a very character driven story. At least, I, I, like, I wouldn't have liked Jim Lee on it, but at least it would have made more sense than Liam would Sharp. I, yeah. It would, like, fucking Ryan Otley would have done a better job. Yeah. And that is just Tough. absolute style, right? Hmm. Like, it's not, it's not, I am not a fan of Liam Sharp's work, hmm. but no. I do recognize how beautiful it could be. There's even some panels in this book that are wonderful. He's not the right artist for this, especially after establishing language with another artist for six issues. Yeah. Yeah. Rant what over. Thunder rounds. End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Regardless, this book is still fantastic. Yeah, is it? Even with the art? Uh, well, it's a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, the story was still good in these issues? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's still I still enjoyed End it. Of round. <laughs> <laughs> I still Sorry, enjoyed man. it, but I was so Oh, that's disgusting. Like it's, yeah, with a 12 issue like maxi right. series, right. just put it on, just hold it. Just hold right. it until it's done. Fuck. Like you you know this is a trade. Well, for they most were of so, its existence. They <laughs> announced they, uh I, like 2 or 3 months ago they announced like, "Oh, we're going to we're going to bring in an artist, but it's not going to be any, just any fill in. It's specifically issue seven, eight, and nine will be handled by Liam Sharp. So there's no more delays in the schedule and mm. clay man will be 10, 11, 12 mm. to finish off the series that he started. Mm. It, I thought that it was going to be more seamless than this. And honestly, mm. issue issue seven was more encouraging because it still felt like the same book. But then he just went, he went like he fucking cranked it to 11 and mm. Issue eight is not great. <sighs> so annoyed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fudge. Um, uh, collect, g- buy this collected, though, everybody. It's a wonderful story. Refrigerator full of heads, number one from DC Comics. Uh, part of the Joe Hill Hill House label from DC Comics, the horror uh, label. Uh, and I was very excited. I really like, so anyone who doesn't know, Refrigerator Full of Heads is a sequel to Basket Full of Heads. Um, which I have in trade paperback right here. Uh, which was by Joe Hill with our Tom Feller 
and uh, just a delightful horror series, very much the vein of, I would say, the 90s Tales from the Crypt on HBO kind of uh, vibe, which I grew up loving. And I was very excited about that. I love it. It's a nice little one and done, except it's not. It's not a one and done. Now it's it's a, it's two. There's a second a refrigerator full of heads. Um, and I was very excited about it. And then I went, I looked at the cover and I went, oh, wait, wait hold up. Yeah. Hold up. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of names on this this cover. Uh, Joe Hill's in there, but there's uh, also some other names. There's like too many names. He's in there um, real trickily too, right? He's in he the is. He's at the top. font and color as the other ones. Yeah. Joe Hill presents Hill House Comics. And I was like, who's yeah. Rio Ewers? Like Tom Fowler, I know, is an artist. That's the artist. Who's Rio Ewer? Hold, hold the goddamn phone. Is this written by Rio Ewers? I like, guess Joe Hill not even involved in this? Eureka! Yes, Drew Hill's not involved. <laughs> this is Rio Ewers wrote it, and Tom Fowler drew it, and I was like, oh, so disappointed. Much in the same way, I'm disappointed to hear that Liam Sharp was working on uh, the Batman and Catwoman series. However, I sat down with an open mind and I read it, and had I had had I not made that um, discovery before reading it. I would not have known reading it that it was not Joe Hill. This very much is in line with the original basketful full of he- basketful of heads, and it feels exactly the same uh, in in a great way. I think whoever readers is, I'm not even sure I'm saying that. I might be uh, mailing it. Y o u e r s. Yours. I uh, assumed yours also. Yeah, but this was great. This was delightful. It, is, it picks up year after Basketful of Heads and uh, we have a different oh I guess I should tell you what Basketful of Heads was so Basketful of Heads was a story that takes place in a very small fishing island um, not Amity Amityville Island. <laughs> not, <laughs> not Amity yeah. Island um, gosh, what was it? it's, it's called Brody Brody Island, which is very yeah. specifically a Jaws reference because Brody is one of the characters from Jaws. Uh, Jaws took place on Amity Island. This takes place on Brody Island. And we actually have a very specific reference to Jaws in this issue. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Brody Island, Maine. And this takes place in 1984. The previous story took place in 83. So. Uh, basically, it was kind of a home invasion storyline, what, what seems like a home invasion storyline. And then the woman who's trying to defend herself against these criminals who have escaped from prison to uh, come into the house to get something specific. She defends herself with an axe, a Norse axe, which is for some reason mystical in nature. Most and if you, <laughs> yeah, if you cut off someone's head with it. The head remains alive and, um, and so it's a very kind of tongue in cheek, very silly, very violent horror story. And this is more of this. I thought this was delightful. I'm very excited to be back in this world, checking out what's going on with the there's a dagger now instead of an axe. Um, there's a new couple that we're introduced to. Um, and we've, we discovered that they are they also seem privy to uh, the events of last uh, summer and the axe in question. And then we have a whole have a whole thing where we actually have Jaws show up. Uh, it's definitely Jaws, right, Noel? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, they're like um, the mayor is worried about this great white shark. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he, he's there in the yeah, story. There's no, there's no subtext in this book. It's just all fucking text, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. No, you really uh, he goes, uh, uh, yeah, 20 feet long, some say. Uh, yeah. Beaches are closed because of it. <laughs> Mayor Washington is just having, just about having kittens. Said he'd have that big some bitch caught by July 4th, but here we are, three weeks later, and it's still out there. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely fucking Jaws. I love um, this. I lo- uh, uh, Brian, you were going to ask me something? Uh, you've read both this and Barbaric. Yeah. Um, Would you say uh, in a similar vein? Um, in, in, in so much as, um, uh, the, the characters in the stories don't explicitly know what genre they're in, but, but they're almost self-aware. All right. Yeah, like yeah. they're There's almost something there. JD said to remind you, you know, it was like the tongue in cheek over the top violence. I was like, oh, that sounds like barbaric, too. You know? Yeah. 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 Like a bar- barbaric was um, it, it, it was very explicitly, uh, you know, Conan the Barbarian kind of mysticism. Mm. But all of the characters talked in a modern sense. And, right. you know, it was a modern story. This is much more like here's all of these um mystical horror movie tropes from the 80s and they Mm. very much treat it as though it's serious but through a lens of the 80s so like Mm. this felt to me like this felt to me like watching jason lives for the first time Ah! um all of everyone knows all the rules of said horror movie and they uncover a thing and then all hell breaks loose um it's it's funny, but it's also very brutal at the same time. It's that it's that sweet spot of tone. Uh, why horror fans love specific types of horror, um, and and I was just so incredibly impressed that they like skated that line because that's what I liked about the first one. It was a uh, an elongated episode of Tales from the Crypt, and again, also when I saw that Joe Hill didn't write this, he just kind of like signed off on it. I was just like, okay. Yeah. But it immediately felt like a cash grab in a good way, <laughs> a cash, yeah. a cash grab sequel <laughs> to uh, a popular horror movie that no one that, that surprised everyone. <laughs> so yeah. you get a different creative team, a different director, a different writer, whatever. Just do something. Right. And it right. just ends up being fun. Yeah, this was this was and I love Tom Fowler. I've I've loved Tom Fowler yeah. for a while. Actually, I've gotten to the point where it's just like, where the fuck is Tom Fowler? Yeah, uh, I think the last thing I saw him on was like a issue of Books of Magic that crossed over uh, with yes, Constantine. with Constantine, yes. Yeah. Oh. But uh, but other than that, it's just like where the fuck is Tom Fowler? And I'm so glad to see him here. Like I can't remember the last, or I, I can't think of a time where I've seen him do full on gore. And yeah. I think he's very very good at it. Like very good at it. There's a scene in here where somebody gets shot in the face, and Oof. you see the piece of the face move against the splatter. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> like <laughs> it's so well done. Uh, Pat, there, right the, the zoom. zoom in the bottom right. Hmm. Like his head is over here, but there's fragments of his face that go top left, and it's just so brutal, but 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 so grotesque that it's comical mm. i yeah. guess like I, I i loved this book i mean i, I didn't really it. laugh at that panel but yeah <laughs> see no i didn't i mean i i didn't laugh at it but tom Fowler's no, st- style yeah. is very 
Hmm. It's very uh, ex- um, exaggerated. Well, it's yeah. really interesting. Do that. There's yeah. There are a lot of times when I look at Tom Fowler art and I go, he looks like he would draw for Cracked Magazine if given the chance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see snappy answers to this. Well, that's mad, but yeah, yeah. Um, and also, but, but he also has thing, a little bit to get a on top of it. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the final line is how to get ahead on Brody Island. Like that is, yeah, is such so classic. It's cannot help but be self-aware. Like he knows that that's a hackneyed joke. Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. Not not that that's Every, the artist, but you know. that, that's a crypt keeper pun. Joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> is in on the joke. This book is spectacular. Yeah. This might have been my favorite thing I read this week, and Same. I cannot wait. Hmm. I cannot wait to have. The, I'm not going to read this in issues. I'll, I'll say yeah, it right yeah. now. I want this hardcover next to my uh, basket full of heads hardcover and yeah. the 15 diminishing return sequels. This should be a horror uh, yeah. uh, franchise. This is basket full of heads in the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basket full of heads four or basket full of heads in space or a spaceship full of heads. Like I want, I want every version of this fucking story because it's awesome yeah. so far. It's spaceship it's no full exact, of heads. It's well done. You could tell when things are created by fans of a genre, not just somebody yeah. trying to imitate a genre for popularity's mm-hmm. sake. Mm-hmm. Whoever Rio Ewers is, fucking gets it. He's got a yeah. shutter subscription. He watches yes. the same horror movies every every Halloween. This is <laughs> yeah. perfect. I loved this. See, now you guys was, knew going into yeah. it what it what it was, right? I yeah. had heard of Basketful of Heads, but I didn't make the connection. I've never read it. Um, I also don't have the familiarity of the lexicon of horror movies that you guys do because um, I haven't seen them. And um, the, basically my one issue with it and it wasn't a big issue was i wanted a little bit more from the first issue to let me know what was happening to to give me just like a little something about what the story with these knife and the axes that can be easily forgiven knowing that it's (laughs) knowing that it's a sequel to something else right like that makes sense but again with the north stuff i was like oh wow north axe (laughs) north knife Interesting. Yeah. Um, and whereas I'm not into horror stuff, uh, this kind of thing is different. Like for all the reasons yeah. that we were talking about, you know, this is this is um, like vaudevillian horror. You know, this is like yeah. a romp. Um, I, I also think it's interesting. So I didn't know what the axe did, right? Which would have been nice to know. Which would have been nice if they had yeah. found some way to include what that was since, since previously on heads. Even, I was yeah. going to say yeah. even a recap page would have been, would have been nice. I, yeah. I agree yes. with that. Yeah. Um, because the knife seems to do or dagger or whatever seems to do something else. You know, it, the guy is killed by it and he's still alive, but he's completely unable to, yeah. yeah, he's completely incapacitated. cannot move or, or talk or anything. So it's like, there's something happening with these weapons. And I don't know if you ever, if they ever get into the whys of the weaponry or if they will. No. miss. Yeah, no, it's just like this is the deal. It's this it's, is it. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um but uh yeah, I just like a little a little something more uh would have gone just a little bit farther for me. Yeah. I also like the tease that they give with that couple that comes there ostensibly to finish her novel. 
um, is yeah. why they're renting this place. But he's like taking down the license plate numbers of these oh, yeah. motorcycles. Uh, like, what's up? You know, they, like they immediately kind of like drop pretense of their of their cover and some <laughs> like, especially when it's just like, well, let's let's go find whatever that is in that place. Like, mm-hmm. I they're it's see it's was set up like they're just going to be new victims of this plot thread mm-hmm. but then they immediately turn it into they are actually the instigators of resurfacing this plot thread like yeah. Yeah, they yeah. will be the uh the idiots that accidentally resuscitate jason at the bottom of the ocean yep. or yep. or read the incantation that they're not supposed to or like these are the these are the assholes that start yeah. the sequel <laughs> yeah and it's yep. awesome it's interesting, yep. too, how given what you said about how the first one plays out, that this one starts in a similar way with this home invasion kind of thing, this pointed home invasion to steal this knife, but doesn't stay focused on that. Um, like, I don't think you see that knife again for the for the duration of this issue. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but it's got, same, it's got the same it's got the same like etchings as yeah, the, yeah. the, the axe. And then also the guy like yeah. the guys still alive, but dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, man, if they entry like, again, I want this to be like six stories, sequels, yeah. and like a whole armory of different weapons to the point where it ends up being like the Avengers of fucking mystical weapons and all of these different factions. <laughs> yeah. They each do some <laughs> crappy thing to the people that they I kill or it. wound. I love it. I want the next one to be about a crossbow yeah. that keeps people alive after it kills them <laughs> uh, uh, it's gonna be great i love Sweet. it uh no the one thing i miss is that they did a really fun thing with the previous series basket full of heads and uh, that they're not doing here which are these title pages yeah Do you remember these yeah i and think they, it was they, just like an art good go ahead oh, oh they, I, just, I, I just, they get i just think it was the more artist, and more yeah. crazy with each with each chapter yeah, like the each each title page kind of represented what was going on in the issue before. Hmm. So like as the basket kept getting filled up or they were on the water or not, like the title page would be more intense. And no, yeah. they didn't do it here. But you know what? Wait, maybe they might do it in issue two. Yeah, they like, did did they have it that, in issue like, one already? Location data stuff. Yeah. I like this in, in Basketful of Heads, it starts off with that. This is the first issue. Hmm. Uh, well, then you know what? Yeah. Everything taking everything back. This book is garbage. Uh, yeah, fuck it. That there was a yeah, fuck this book. <laughs> uh, there's a head at the bottom of the ocean in this one. Yes. Oh, that's, I think that's part you one. saw it as what's that? That's from part one. Is it, oh, yeah. that is an actual, like, that's not yeah. just a head. Oh, yeah, all the stuff they talk about of the, the yeah. sheriff's boat burning and oh, okay. and the shit that they find in the bottom of the, the ocean that or the bottom of the, the water in the, the, of the bay. Mm-hmm. It's the bay. all yeah. from part one. It's, it's yep. literally all mm-hmm. aftermath of the climax from the first book. That's cool. And I, I wonder if that will be, is that a reference, like a sly nod, or is it, they'll, we'll hear I think from it's that conti- head. You know. I think it's lit- or oh, learning from that HUD. No, I think like mm-hmm. I took it as a frame of reference that this is a continuation mm-hmm. of the first one, not that we will learn things from that head. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. right, right. Like it's a it's a frame of reference more than it is a plot point. Hmm. That makes sense. There he is. Also, I hadn't really taken note of the fact that the uh, knife thing happens far away from this. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I, I like, you know, all all tropey horror jokes aside, I think that they are setting up kind of a wherever these weapons came from, the armament that they all came from have been scattered and maybe yeah, this yeah, will yeah. expand to be kind of bringing them or finding them. But but Makes yeah, sense. like they they are setting up a larger mythology um while still maintaining the charm of the first series and and i just i i just think that's great whoever rio yours is i will give them a blind read next time hmm. yeah all right they've they've won me over nice yeah. in spite of me don't be surprised <laughs> if i fall head over head feet. over feet i don't will not Nubia and amazons Number one, Nubia and the Amazons, number one from DC Comics, written by Steve Stephanie Williams and Vita Ella, with art by Aletha Martinez. With the unexpected arrival of new Amazons, our hero, Nubia, is forced to reckon with her path and forge a new path forward for her sisters. Little does she know, a great evil grows beneath the island, and it's up to this former guardian of Doom's doorway to unite her tribe before paradise is lost forever mm. um i have not read that much nubia she is new to me even though i know she's been around since the 70s well she was uh, not like consistently around <laughs> you know well, what i mean yeah but yeah. she has existed yeah she has uh, but yeah. it's no fault of yours i should say <laughs> that you Thank haven't you. read much of nubia oh, yeah i appreciate that <laughs> uh and uh, i keep dipping in because, I, you know, it was part of a future state, John. Uh, I read uh, some of that and I was like, oh, I don't care about this. And then this one was coming. I was like, ooh, this will be, I'm excited about this. And then I didn't care about this. Uh, this is mostly um, basically in the future state. She becomes Wonder Woman. But for right now, she's taking over as the right. queen of Themyscira. And so we're getting um, some. OK, so I didn't know, first of all that how Amazons became Amazons was that there was a well of souls. And Not basically... All, Just some right? new ones. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like the original group was... I was like, did were, I read something wrong? I think yeah. But then we get... Like, the way we get... The way we uh, pad our numbers... Yes, exactly. Is, new uh, recruits. Yeah. Is um, that women who die uh, from violence, some women who die from violence are reincarnated from the Well of Souls. They arrive on Themyscira. They crawl out like uh, the girl from the ring. And they, they, they start their new lives with no real of their previous lives. And there's like, you're here and it's beautiful and you've got freedom. Uh, we're going to give all of these tests immediately upon your rebirth. Uh, we're going to assess you physically immediately upon your rebirth, even though you have no memories and are probably a little confused. Get get out there, grab a bow, and we're going to figure out, we're going to do our assessment. Um, and then also there's this doorway, this doom's doorway or something, doorway of doom or something like that. Uh, which is translated from Themyscaran, so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's a little, it's a spooky door. And uh, they are guarding the spooky door. We're not sure what is behind said spooky door, but something spooky is behind the spooky door. Um, and um, yeah, I just there's some interesting stuff in here, but there was something keeping it from really involving me. Um, I guess maybe I just don't care enough about Themyscira right now to be like, ah, how the politics of Themyscira work and, and what you guys are up to over there. Uh, I really, when Wonder Woman, when I'm hanging out with Wonder Woman, 
I'm really into that for more of the super heroics of Wonder Woman than Themyscirin stories, right? Um, except for the Brian Azzarello stuff, I thought he'd handled it pretty well. Um, so I was I was really excited to read this, and then I found myself just being like, nah, this is fine. You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but what did you think, Brian? Um, I enjoyed it. I do like the the Themyscirin stuff, although it's not... It's not like a major draw for me, but, you know, as we've discussed multiple times already on this podcast, I like the mythological stuff um, yeah. and their their uh, mythology of their own, a Greek, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I was intrigued. I don't think that that much happened in this particular issue um, that there was a lot of setup, uh, which is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. I, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't bored by it by any means, but it certainly didn't just like get you into the story. It was a, it was a more or less regular kind of, here's some characters. By the end of it, we've introduced the thing that looks like it will be a problem. Um, I'm intrigued. I don't think I've ever read a wonder woman or Amazon story that involves people who are new to the Island. Yes. Um, I thought that was cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see where that's going. Um, and apart from my review, um, one of the one of these characters, it was noted by the author, is a trans person, a trans mm. woman, who she said the the author said they narratively didn't make it that obvious, you know, for narrative reasons, didn't make it that obvious in this issue. But they also wanted it to be known and it will become more of a thing in the future issues. But like these people don't remember who they were. So is this is that is that what the weird exchange is with Nubia and the new woman? It's like she if you go back a couple pages, um, there's a there's this like this. She she's yeah, I didn't know little, what this was. But then also makes allusions to when are you going to introduce blah, blah, blah. But she's like, I don't know if. I'm not no, worried actually, about them. I don't uh, know if somebody's ready. I think it's a, a little further on when they're they were done their trials. I believe it's the woman well, who welcome is, to like there's a stutter and I don't understand yeah, narratively why. Same. Oh, same. that is interesting. I didn't pick up on that, and that might have I something did. to do with it. Although, how would Nubia know? <laughs> you know, like, I don't. I do, honestly, yeah. I do not know. Like, there's yeah. there's a lot of things in this medium that you can't necessarily translate without explicitly saying it. Like, if this right. was a film, maybe they can code it differently right. to try and right. introduce uh, trans or queer characters. Whereas in print, you have to, it, it, you have less ways to code it and or show it. Like, you have to explicitly say it or explicitly draw it and there's like no there's yeah. very little wiggle room in regards to context or clue right right because like in that previous scene like she's she's come back she's in the you know uh, uh, this body so so this is actually where they say it and if you know that's the case it's more clear and i and i yeah. had heard this before she says, I don't know how to explain it yet, but this exact moment feels like my soul has desired it long before I came here. Um, that person was a trans woman before having been reborn, reborn as a woman. Souls. Yeah. 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 Uh, that thing is pretty a, cool. Yes. Amazon. That's fucking rad. Yeah. Like, right? I would read that story. Well, and yeah, I think you're about one. to, if you read the next several oh, issues. Cool. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. yeah. But I guess she was probably the author walking a tightrope of wanting to mention it, but also story-wise, this person doesn't know. 
that they right. were they feel like like there is something great about them being in this body and something very correct um and and maybe it could have been done in a in a different way but i guess they're trying to introduce a lot of other story points too yeah but i get the sense that that is going to become a, a big part of the story going forward and i think a lot of the problems that i've had with uh trying to dip into the nubia introductions of the past year is that the art has never been dynamic. I've never yeah. found the the artist that's working on the series to be dynamic and it doesn't really appeal to me visually as much. Like if I'm going to be reading it, I'm definitely going to be reading it for the, the writing, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the art is serviceable. I think it's just fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but mm-hmm. I just don't find it to be dynamic or overly engaging um, visually. So there's also a lot of people standing around um, yeah. in this particular issue. You know, they're being mm-hmm. introduced. They're at a party. You know, there there's not that much um, action happening in this yeah. issue. Like this is nice. This double page spread. This mm-hmm. is nice. But yeah, the, yeah, the, the character's faces. Blood. That's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this was all. This was all. This um, I, I this, like the second or third time we've mentioned it. This this episode. This felt like a a precursor issue, a zero issue, a free comic mm-hmm. book day issue that just does yes. nothing but lay groundwork, but never yes. actually gets out of Act One. Yeah, um, it's just a shit ton of introduction. None of it is disinteresting, um, but I don't know if it's utterly compelling enough to keep going. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling me about like the the B plot of mm-hmm. of this trans woman being reborn. That's fucking rad, and I would yeah. read that. Yeah. But all of this stuff yeah. in regards to the ones that watch the door and blah blah blah, and why is the well open right now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's like, super interesting. Same to me. reason it usually is in comics. <laughs> you yeah, know, like whatever's coming through, it's the same kind of stuff that normally comes through a door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad. Just yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like, so like the, the plot mechanics do not interest me whatsoever, mm-hmm. but some of the character <laughs> dynamics could totally interest me. So I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I would call this a mixed bag. Yeah. It's interesting enough that if let's say Clay Mann were drawing the series mm-hmm. or Olivier Coipel was drawing the series, um, Mm. Or Jimmy Chung or one of my favorite artists, you know, one of my favorite I, contemporary artists, I'd be more into it. I'd be like, yeah, I'll read the next mm. issue. But because the art doesn't bolster it any, it doesn't yeah. detract from it, but it also doesn't bolster it. Um, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll wait to see if there's some good word of mouth. Yeah, it's just it's all serviceable. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting, too, that speaking of story that um, Nubia has been around for several hundred years, which I think is not something that this that this writer chose that's probably part of because she appeared like at the same time that diana was was made um they they bring it up in this issue they do they do i mean that's the only way that i know about it um i'm just assuming that was already part of her of her story but um but but hopefully as far as the art goes once the story gets going and there's more stuff happening and it's not just them talking to each other maybe its serviceability will uh will be enough Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a six issue series, so it's another mini from yeah. DC. Hey, so. You just hit on an interesting uh, art choice too to do that like charcoal sketch for oh that was cool background and and that's an interesting character too. I think this woman whose job it was to welcome people from the, the Well of Souls, it but it's Balaga? been closed. I uh, I forget, but Magba Magala, yeah. Magala, sorry. 
the, the caretaker, Magala. Yeah, who, like, Diana brings stuff from the outside world to, and then she, for some reason, gives them each, like, here's a pen, here's a fortune yeah. cookie note, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, there's, there's, a, some there's a like, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of, like, really fascinating or cool things that are tossed in here, but mm. it's, like, it's not a to some of its parts kind of thing like a lot of great yeah. parts but the some of it just still feels a little lacking which yeah. i think to jd's point i think it's something that like word of mouth hold me would discover for us like yeah. i'm not gonna pull this but if i hear like three issues from now like you got to be reading that fucking nubia book it's amazing like hmm. i'll immediately yeah. jump in and believe people hmm. because i'm not yes. like repelled by this it's just like mm-hmm. all right i yeah. remember wondering also why so Hippolyta became Wonder Woman in the Justice League, and she, she's, yeah, but I mean, but she's off with the, you know, like story-wise, she's off. Like that's yeah, she, she didn't queen. become anything other than went to go and got. Recruited. I guess she's just Hippolyta, right? She's not. She's Wonder just Woman. Hippolyta, yeah, yeah. Like she's not Wonder Woman. Um, and but I'm a little behind on that, but but she left, right? And they did that in Infinite Frontier Zero, I think. And I remember thinking at the time. Well, if Wonder Woman, Diana Wonder Woman is is off the table and you want to have Nubia around, why is she not in the Justice League? <laughs> you know, why don't uh, right? why did you do the, this story mechanic? The story, the story yeah. reason? The story no, no, reason. No, no. Is I mean, that's publishing too, wise. Publishing wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like um I know that they're Yeah, I only know story reason. I enjoy yeah. what they're doing though. Like um, I like the idea of Hippolyta, Hippolyta, Hippolyta. Um, Actually, I'm, huh? I don't is know. It, which which is it? Yeah. I, I just, just read like these I, things. in my head it was always uh, Hippolyta, but in Lovecraft Country, uh, the character's name is Hippolyta. Oh, interesting. And uh, I think so that I was is like, an am I wrong this whole time? So. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and however we but, uh, pronounce it is not necessarily how they did several thousand years ago. I liked at the end of, uh, what was it? Uh, metal. Hmm. Death metal. Um, Hippolyta, very much after the death of her daughter, was just like, I need to go figure out what the, whatever the fuck she was smoking hmm. and whatever got her to where she is as a better... Oh, like what's it uh, about Amazon, man's world? That, yeah, as a yeah, better yeah. Amazon than me, I need to go find out what that is and then right, right. relinquishes uh Themyscira to Nubia. Right. Yeah. And that so also like made that story reason. Wise. I was like, ah, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean that is and cool. Then, that is a cool reason. Now they're setting up like some previous history between her and Black Adam that yeah, I've never heard before, which is I like, like oh, old, I mean long that fucking heroes, you know? that fucking tracks a couple yeah. thousand years ago. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, anyway. That's one thing that I'm interested in about the Black Adam movie that like, oh you've got all these Egypt characters together. Um, but <laughs> Kevin says I've never been sadder an idea wasn't real Nubia in Justice League and I well, hope I, that the reason is because this story is going to be awesome and they wanted to do this with Nubia you know yeah yeah. Um, well I you know yeah. like make I it's 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 like a it's equal like put her on the Justice League make her a fucking queen right like yeah like, I mean in stature wise, I don't know if there's it's just one story right now is more compelling than this one. And maybe maybe that'll swap. And there also may be something more interesting about Nubia as Queen of Themyscira relating yeah. to these people coming out of the Well of Souls and the trans woman 
coming, you know, being reborn in that body, um, coming mm-hmm. out of the well of souls and Nubia. I don't know if she at this point remembers her life before that. Yeah. Um, and they and see, I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious about new, like does Nubia know who she was before she was born into, no, but she might by the end of these six issues, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. Cause none of that's them compelling. So, yeah. I think that's what's behind the door. Um, information or something that gives them information about their previous lives, which will mm-hmm. essentially could destroy the infrastructure of the mascara. It's no longer paradise if everyone knows what they were before or the Ginevra mm-hmm. starts. Um, so you would not seed um, the previous lives of other people like three times in this book without right. it becoming some sort of plot right. point or yeah. the, like the previous like lives the, on the mantelpiece over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's pre- previous lives. Like, yeah. You don't just introduce them. And not use oh, them yeah. I'm sorry. Kevin so, is saying Nubia was also born of clay like Diana. Oh, uh, no, that. Not, not in this. In this but I, I believe it as far as but I think they've changed that apparently because it, it pretty explicitly says she came out of the well of souls. She right? came from the well of souls. Yeah. Now she it's was possible that. It may be both of those things are the case, and she That's died right. and was reborn. You know, so she right. Was the so la- like, the- go ahead. Oh, I was just like the. According to this comic, she's the last mm-hmm. that has come out of the well of souls, and that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Yes. It, it sealed it itself down, off after yeah. spitting out Nubia, um, and just recently, now that she's become queen, it has started yeah. spitting out souls again, or humans, um, so or uh, I should say. There's a lot of set up here, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I just want I just want a little bit more, maybe some action. And you know, Todd Engel in the comments is saying, is Nubia fierce? And I'm like, you know, I don't know anything about Nubia. There's nothing in this series personality wise that really yeah. tells me anything about Nubia or like why I should care about her or what her personality really is, other than she's now the queen. I mean, she seems chill, but like yeah. she does. Queen I don't really get much. Know? Yeah. Royal bearing. I'll tell you, there I, is, I am actually more interested in it now that we've been talking and looking at yeah, the there's different nothing, points. There's nothing but it. potential yeah. here, guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is all not, that it's a it's a excellent zero issue. There's yeah. tons and tons of story threads that could be all interesting on their own. It yeah. depends on where this goes next. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like there's this is a mixed bag in the best way possible. Hmm. Yeah. But as someone with an eight-month-old and very limited to read the things he wants to read, this is not on the top of my list. Like that's right, you know, right. refrigerator full of heads, catching up on Brian Michael Bendis's actual Justice League. Like that's right. on the top that's of funny. my like. I'd like to do that. Uh, I'd like to finish Far Sector for God's sakes. Oh, you, you didn't know. finish Far Sector? It was pretty good. Oh, no. Far Sector is wonderful. It's um, great. I don't know. <laughs> I I leave I leave for um I leave for vacation on Sunday and I am. I know, right? It was just to set up the next piece. <laughs> I know. Um, I was, I am committed to finishing this Batman omnibus that I started fucking forever ago, and I'm three issues away. Yeah, I'm three issues away from finishing Snyder's hmm. omnibus. So hmm. I like I've been pushing through that because I'm I'm not gonna like I'm gonna bring tons. Of, actually, I was gonna bring that up if we were like short on time, which we are not. But <laughs> I need to bring books, and yeah. I have so much in my haven't read or want to read stack that it's almost becoming a source of anxiety. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. am I going to bring on vacation with me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I might, I might solicit your guys' opinions at some point. Sounds good. Um, oh, uh, I'm uh, not, I'm not going full hardcovers for travel. It's uh, going to be a okay. lot of yeah. floppy Weight's trades. A concern. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, weight is a concern. Um, <laughs> maybe a like, yeah. It's I'm, I'm going to try and like plow through trade paperbacks. Hmm. I, I'm not um, going to. Right. Uh, uh, oh, for anyone listening on iTunes, uh, that was Noel pantomiming, lifting something very heavy, and then slamming it down because it's mm. it's heavy. Yes. Yeah, it's a huge one. So it's a big book. It's a big Carl Carls and Jane Douglas commented in the in the comment section. Here is a horror film recommendation for you all to enjoy on Halloween. The movie is Tigers Are Not Afraid. I have seen Tigers Are Not Afraid, Carl Carls, and um, basically. Um, it's like, I think it was like 2017. It's sort of a fairy tale, uh, about these kids who are, who are living in Mexico and there's a lot of like crime violence and everything. And, um, uh, it was actually, it was really interesting. Um, it's a little slow at, at points, but definitely worth watching. Um, yeah. Anyway, tigers are not afraid. 97% 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Nice. How many tigers are there? Seven. Sweet. That's a good amount. None of them express fear. Oh. Not a one. <laughs> Kevin says, I love ah. It. I love it. <laughs> he says, ah, the two reads stack anxiety, my old friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's right over here. Do you want me to just grab some and you guys tell me which ones I should take? Yeah, let's off? do it. Let's do it right yeah, now. Let's do it. Right. Let's get into it. All right. Vamp for like a minute. All right. Hey, Brian. Hey, JD. You know what? I'm not I like good at vamping. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do like a Bella Lugosi impression. Um, but you don't have to. What I like to do sometimes is count one to 60, where each number takes one second. Oh, my but God. I don't want to do it tonight. So. <laughs> You're the worst. Um, you know, I thought I thought because no Len, the cool one, wouldn't be here that we would blow through all of these books. It's still been two hours. Two hours of fun, <laughs> of solid fun. Now, here's the thing. Noel's not going to be around next week. Oh, my God, it's true. Yeah, we got to figure out uh, who to talk to. Okay. Certainly not each other. Never heard of him. Oh. Uh, Morrison. Uh, Graham Morrison and Chris Burnham, horror comics. Hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, Extremity Volume 2, Daniel Warren Johnson. I haven't heard of that one either, but he's awesome. I read the first one forever ago. I honestly don't really even remember. Um, Power Rangers, Soul of the Dragon. Uh, uh, Todd Angle, these are things that Noel already owns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although he has, he's read already yet. read Stray Dogs. Oh, okay, great. great. I have, and yeah. it's wonderful. Everyone should pick it up. Yeah. Order it from it's your a sequel comic, comic shop. Mm. Um, Old Man Tommy Oliver. No? Okay. Mm. Um, I, I never have been reading. I don't know the thing. Uh, the new run oh, of Runaways. It was yesterday. Nice. I haven't read it. It's nice. super good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rainbow Rowell. Yeah. The first hit of Black Cat. Oh, I'm sorry. Bring up that Runaways again. Let me see that cover. Is that the cover I'm thinking of? With Gert? Is it? No, okay. There was a, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's not the cover of the trade paperback, but there was a an issue recently where Gert, uh, time traveling Gert, uh, who's like in her 30s, 
is on the cover and uh, a gentleman was in my shop with his girlfriend and uh, he's just walking around. He's, he's not really paying. He's he very clearly is like not super into comics, but he's the kind of like taking it all in and he's looking and he's looking and he walks past the new wall and he does one. He does this. <laughs> oh, shit. She's thick. Who's this? Um, Who's yeah. like staring, staring at Gert and he's just like, oh, she's thick. I know exactly what you're it's doing. The, it's, the, it's the cover of the sixth trade, which is the end of the run. Is it? And it's yeah. just it's just her from behind walking into a portal, and yeah. it's all ass. And she is thick with two C's. But like he actually did like the I'm passing it, I'm passing it. Hold on, it's grabbing my attention. I'm backing up, and I'm looking closely. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I like so being like, in the perspective correct. of the comic in that one. Ooh, was, dummy, yeah. thick. dummy thick. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin says dummy thick. That's exactly what he meant. Hmm. Uh, um, I'm going to continue, Noel. Magic Order? Oh, oh wait. I've been uh, wanting to Miller? read that. Black Cat, uh, I have something to say about. Olivier Coipel? Oh, that Ooh. looks cool. I have no idea what it is, but it looks cool. Um, the Black Cat was, if it's the same creative team, that was, I think, the best King in Black tie-in. So oh, that's yeah. like, I, that okay, good. so this is, this is the series that led up to that. So, like, oh, okay. I, I got it. It's uh, uh, Jed McKay. Huh. Yeah. Is, so it is the same run. It's just the okay. beginning of it. Okay. They did a surprisingly great job with Black Cat. I was not anticipating caring. I, That's what I keep yeah. hearing. That's why. Yeah, I was thinking this. Um, and, and die, 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 die. Was that? Eh. Die, die, die. Eh. I love Chris Burnham. Eh. Yeah. But no, maybe. Um, I got Usagi Ujimbo. I just keep Ooh. circling. Trying to read it, maybe reading it. Not we'll associated yeah. with the Ninja Turtles. It's uh, good. It's, it's a little repetitive. Oh, okay. Yeah. The but one. But I mean, it's yeah, it's a classic Usagi. Oh, it's the it's the original one. Uh, this no. one is. Yeah, that's called yeah, yeah. Origins. So, is that okay? This is this is the recolored original. Oh, cool. yeah. or colored yeah. original. So IDW right. purchased all of the, you know, the rights to publish all of the old fanographic stuff from 37 years ago. Hmm. And they're reprinting it in full color with Stan Sakai's blessing and direction. That's cool. That's cool. So it is, you know, give us a flip. This is, flip. this is 35 years old. Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, but it's good. still beautiful. Yeah. And, and you're right. It is simplistic. Oh, but it, that's a, that is a high, emblematic of that time period in the yeah, comics yeah. like drawing style you know yeah and so like they've they've fanographics themselves are still reprinting this in like very large black and white whatever mm-hmm. but idw has been putting it out in issues monthly oh cool. you know, recolored it's pretty cool like slowly, i didn't so. know that's what was coming out but i, I thought that that was new it's, stuff ID, it's both IDW oh, is, is oh, okay. like Stan Sakai is doing new stories and at the mm-hmm. same like it's like it's like bi-weekly Usagi, you get cool. like one week you get uh, a recolored classic story, and then two weeks later you get a brand new colored story. Mm. That's cool. Is there a noticeable um, difference? Like, are they done in in a very different style? You know, like art wise or anything? Yeah. If anything, from my understanding, it's the most consistent comic really? booking in like really? history. Cool. Yeah. All right. Like it's it for better or worse, it never changes. <gasps> Right. What's oh my God! 
Well, um, you know, uh, I was behind the scenes here thinking, thinking my thoughts and yeah. I was going, so man, I, you know, I don't know how much Stan Sakai makes. It's an indie comic. Um, and it's not even like an indie comic that is a household name. Uh, and yeah. I was kind of like, man, I hope that Stan Sakai is living comfortably because he's been doing this for such a long time and he's so good at it. He's found his like niche and he's made it work. Um, there was a tie. He, he had an action figure from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the eighties, or I guess maybe oh, really? late eighties, early nineties. What? There was an action figure. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I, I had it and I was like, I, I thought that, I thought that Usagi was just, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character that I didn't That's really know about. Like I must, yeah. I, maybe I missed the episode that he was in. Right, right. Um, but yeah, he was in the. He was one of the turtle action figures, and it wasn't until much later that I was like, oh, he was. He's not related to the turtles at all. Huh. And um, anyway, so I googled Stan Sakai net worth, How's he and going? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's about. And I don't know. It's a fuck. It's a website. Networthroll.com. It's, it might be bullshit, but uh, eighty three point five million dollars. That's a lot. That's a. He's a big. That's he's a, a lot. He's a big deal. He's, he also has significant also, real estate holdings. The, I was gonna. The <laughs> fact that he. The fact that he's he is a mob. Very, like he's been doing this. He's been doing this one thing. Yeah. For a very long time. Yeah. And still is consistently working yeah yeah at the same thing monthly like he's got the work ethic of like darwin cook i remember darwin like talking about how i write and draw a book a month and they're like how do you fit it in how do you do it i do the work anyone (laughs) that tells you they're having trouble doing a monthly book they're not working yeah i was like he said in between a cigarette and a uh, uh two fingers of scotch I was gonna say like I'm I'm always drunk I'm raspy and I'm working fuck you yeah <laughs> yay do the goddamn work Wait, swear uh, to me producing old man, Usagi old stuff? man Hawkeye all along mm-hmm. still going um, old man Hawkeye okay there he is it's Marco older Cicchetto. than you no? remember I, I do love Chichetto Jason Aaron's Hulk Run which I've never read <laughs> uh, uh, I want you to read that and get back to me. Oh yeah, really? Oh, yeah, like it's fucking weird or bad or problematic or what? You read it and get back to me. You let me know. This is going on the yes pile. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a yes pile for sure. Um, the, yeah, the you want him to oh, always book, patient, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Reckless, of course. Reckless yeah. is on the read pile, of course. Um, and I am going to continue uh, fables. I'm going to bring fables with me. Oh wow! I Where got, I got. Do you have the, to the second trade? Yeah, um, I online. I so, uh, somebody in one of the Facebook groups was selling it for twenty five dollars. Already read because the omnibus, the, the compendium. Oh, the sixty dollar compendium that's out of print now. Um, nice. I was like, you know what? That's a reader copy. Yeah. I will take that to the beach. I don't care about that. I'm starting um, to think I should try copy. I yeah, I was gonna say I've gotten I've gotten about eight or nine chapters in. It's delightful. Oh, nice! It is. It is. It's pretty good. My problem is that like, for me, it, it, it diminishing returns. I have heard that as soon as they handle the adversary arc, which is like mm-hmm. the second compendium around like issue 75 or 80, you could go away. Mm. Yeah, and it's fine. Whereas it continues for another 100 issues. <laughs> Here's the thing with with fables, and I'm not going to say these words. I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, I read the first volume at, at the request of a friend of mine. And uh, I read the first volume and I called up, I called him up and I said, hey, uh, the adversary, who is only referred to as the adversary, 
is it blank? Huh. And he went, yeah. And I said, is it supposed to be a surprise that it's blank? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I said, I'm good. Like the yeah. fact that I figured out the 75 yeah. issue adversary yeah. in yeah. trade one. Yeah. I was like, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, I've, I knew it when it happened. Like, I, you know, I just, I paid attention to comics in general. And I remember yeah. when they revealed it, um, like, oh. oh, all right. No, I remember. No, I didn't guess it because I wasn't reading it. I didn't get it, uh, but right. I remember yeah. they revealed it. Um, but I completely I'm not reading the book, so I dropped it out of my head. I don't care. Um, about five or six issues into this, I was just like, is it that? Yeah, no. Yeah, it is. OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not yeah. reading it for the reveal anymore. I'm just kind of like enjoying yeah. the characters and it's nice. Yeah, I was just I, it was one of those things where I'm like so obvious that I must, I must be wrong that's why i asked my friend I'm like it's so it can't be this person right and he's like yes yeah, how did you figure that out and i'm like really uh and so generally if something is if i feel like i'm smarter than the thing i'm reading i, I lose interest it's, it's and i'm not that telegraph. smart that's not that's not me saying that i'm a, i'm smart that's the thing is like i am so not smart that if i'm smarter than the thing i'm reading i'm like oh what's the point this is dumb it's, it's <laughs> look it's 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 telegraphed really really hard in the way that the adversary accumulates and dispatches his armies yes. sorry their armies and you're like well what mythical character or what literary yeah. character can do that uh, yeah. so you're like yeah obviously super it's, easy. it's it's cool though like i what i enjoy the most cool about it idea though and those that those that have read fables allow me to indulge in the shit that i didn't know for 10 years just relax mm -hmm. oh, yeah. what i like about it so far is that all of the variations of jack are the same person that's cool so jack be nimble is also jack from the beanstalk is also jack from uh that put his thumb in a pie like all the oh, it's jack that is just like fucks up for hundreds of years that's cool and it's all the same one prince charming is the same prince charming he's the same like toxic asshole that married like four or five different princesses <laughs> in different stories so good so, what, they, so good. what they're doing like they're consolidating all of these literary stories these fables into like one part part of a character and because yeah. they've all lived for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years it tracks that they could have separate adventures over different mm. eras so it's just it's yeah. really fucking cool and the idea too that when they do enter the mundane world of the mundies um yeah. someone's got a case this, of the mundies yeah uh, that's funny there's this uh, uh brian i don't understand you would fucking love this so hard yeah you should um, read it there was <laughs> something i read that i was like oh bill willingham i'm not super into him and then other things i read that i was like oh bill willingham's pretty cool and um the the more we've talked about this over the last few months i'm like i should probably Give fables yeah, I, a try. Paid, yeah. Every time I every time I like kind of whisper that I'm starting to read fables uh, in the group chat, Patey jumps in with just like the greatest thing I've ever read <laughs> and like goes hard on it. Like, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I got it. I'll read it. Um, but that is that is coming with me. That's a plane trip. You know, Monday is Latin for like this world or something like that. And that's why Monday. Monday I just think that's an interesting etymological thing that like it came to mean boring because it's, oh, it's just of this world. It's not yeah. something else. Yeah. 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 I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and then I've, I've got some stuff on my iPad that I will probably bring mm -hmm. with me. Like I'm going to, I want to, I want to catch up on star Wars. 
Oh yeah, um, me so, too. Like, War of the Bounty Hunters. I'll 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 try and read through that. Um, I'm I'm I've already told my wife I'm just going to um, be drinking things, eating things, and reading uh, at the beach or the pool. Just that's my vacation, and she's down. Nice. Cool. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll be changing diapers. <laughs> I mean, I might be changing diapers too. Oh, I mean, oh yes, and also for my son, I'll be changing my son's diapers as well. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, do you even change your own? You just shit them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the point of a diaper if you got to change it every other day? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) They should be meant to last. They should absorb better. Like a still. Uh, It's eleven (laughs) twenty-two, and I have to get my orders in by midnight. So, uh, love you guys, Uh, everybody out there. I love you as well. This was great. This was awesome. A lot of comments in the comment section. Uh, Please uh, join us again next Monday at nine p.m. Where Noel will not be joining us, and it'll be me and Brian and I don't know surprise guest. A surprise. Maybe maybe not. So right now. Uh, if you guys go, I mean, I'm 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 only going to be like three hours in the past. I, I could probably just like pop in and be an asshole. Well, we don't have nice. anything for you. I well, I'm I'm actually I'm 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 going to buy comics this week for like the plane. So hmm. just Ooh, depends. It's true. Well, right, we guys. don't want to trod on your vacation, but we'd be happy to have you, of course, as always. <laughs> I do want to trod on this vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, JD does want to. Never mind. I can't yeah. speak for him. <laughs> okay, I'm getting getting that out of here. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. 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 Yeah.